I've heard you've been trying to get them tenderloins moving a little bit quicker. You know, maybe you're trying to tone them up a little bit. This is just word on the street. But did you buy a bike? I I did. The origins of the tenderloins come from a long lineage of bike riders. They all they always talk about tenderloin mm. size, but they don't yeah. pay a lot of attention to tenderloin definition, which is just as important. So I said proactive gonna take care of myself take care of my health gonna tone up these gams let's Mm -hmm. go buy a bicycle so went into the store said oh bikes are really expensive and i left the store (laughs) and i went to walmart and i bought a cheaper bike because i was like i don't know if i'm gonna be biking three months from now i gotta make sure i want to bike i'm not paying four digis for a bike i'm i'm in the three digi range in terms of bike price i'm with you on that man i got interested in bikes about 10 years ago did the same thing you did walked into a bike shop some guy very smug came up to me and told me why paying good money for a good bike was way (laughs) worth it yeah i was like dude i just want to i just want to dick off on a bike i'm yeah i'm in my i'm in my 30s i don't even know if i can still do this i just want to try a bike can i just take (laughs) one home for like a week Yes. Um, I ended up buying one from a yard sale for a hundred bucks. I rode it twice, but I did go through the effort of putting a bike rack on my Dodge Caliber, which was tough. I mean, that's the most important part, really, is to let other people know I bike sometimes, all right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't just drive everywhere. Sometimes I drive 95% of the way and I bike the last five. I'm a healthy man. Yep. And I paraded that bike to a park two times, rode it twice, and it's been in my garage for eight years and is now home to several different species of spider. There, so, see, there you go. I, I've taken mine. Actually, I brought it home. I immediately blew out a tire because I overinflated it. Boom. Gunshot through the neighborhood. Whoa. Brought the bike back because I didn't know if it was my fault or not. Bought a second bike, and I took that one for a two-block test drive. She was purring, purring like a kitten, buddy. Man, I like that you you admitted to blowing out the tire. Like, I don't know if it was my fault, but I definitely inflated the tire until it exploded. And then I took it back and told them that I don't know what happened. There was a gunfire, a gunshot somewhere in the neighborhood. I turned around. My tire was exploded. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's true. Uh, it, it happened. And then two minutes later, Leah comes outside, stumbles into the garage. I woke her up from a nap. and She mm. says... Are, are you alive? And I'm like, well, my pride's not, but uh, my, my my vittles are. You know what? I'm still pumping blood. Still pumping blood. Still pumping air at that point. You were still going. You're like, go. maybe. It, I was like, maybe it'll it's not the time. it'll tell me when to stop, right? It's got <laughs> it's got to tell me when to stop at some point. So you know, it's like the microwave. It dings a little bit when the nachos are done. It should tell me when the tires in place. <laughs> exactly. So you you live, you learn, and uh, now here we are, round two. Butte, butte of a bike, and I'm ready to. I'm ready to be the best version of me. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait to. Now, are you going to start a new Instagram just for those games? Instagram. You going to do it? <laughs> huh? I think it would be an only games. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, if you are looking for some only games, you're in the right place. This is Polyco Podcast. Yeah. I'm Travis. That handsome guy over there that's strengthening those already beefy calf muscles is steve 
the Minnesotan Exploder, the Minnesota Exploder. <laughs> and uh, we're here to talk about the games we're playing and beating. We're here to talk about the bike tires we're exploding. We're here to talk about all kinds of cool stuff. Before we get into that, I think, I think we're due a thank you to yeah, everyone. Everyone that turned out a couple weeks ago for our live 50th for the Polymedia Charity Stream to support the International Rescue Committee. What a success that was. Yeah. It was a tense day for me all just making sure everything was working. Wanted to make sure that we, you know, you you want to donate what you can, but you got that goal there for a reason. There's yeah. a bit of pride attached to that goal you set for, for your community, and, and we shattered it. We just kept going toward the end. We got really close to 4K. So thanks to everyone who donated, everyone who, who helped out. And Steve here, I mean, running the show on that Polykill podcast, you had the video going. We had audio going. I forgot to hit record for like a whole minute, but <laughs> we still managed to put out a podcast episode on your podcast aggregator of choice. So if you didn't catch the video, it's now on the Polymedia YouTube channel. If you want to go back and check out that live episode and see Steve and I doing it in the flesh. Um, but a good a good experience, Steve. Yeah, the whole thing. Uh, in terms of the actual live recording episode, again, a shout out to everyone who donated and sent some hot seat questions our way. That was a lot of fun. But Overall, the event, I have to say, went, like, suspiciously smoothly. Like, it should have been uglier than it was. All the handoffs for all the different folks, everyone was ready. Everyone fired mm -hmm. up their stream. Everyone did a great job. We had, like, consistent uh, participation, or consistent viewership, and, and people were being very generous. It was just very encouraging to see the whole way through. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right about the consistent viewership. I was very uh, surprised and excited to see that. Um, definitely have to shout out a big thanks to Pam, who yeah. uh, who did a lot of the, the unseen work in making sure that our Tiltify was all connected, making sure everyone that uh, doesn't typically stream had everything up and going. So uh, Pam was a huge uh, help. And also Joe Epps in the Discord helped with our marketing images. So thank you both for that. Yeah, and as long as we're doing shout outs... Uh... There's a bunch of people we could, but also shout out to the mods. Uh, I mm, think Petey, yeah. Dylan, everyone, they were in there constantly pimping that link, keeping people uh, on the straight and narrow. It was, uh, they were unsung heroes at times. So thank you. You love to see it. Absolutely. So once again, thank you to everyone involved. And if you're, if you're thinking like, wow, was that the last time we're going to see Steve and Traff's face? Oh. Is that the last time? <laughs> Absolutely we, not. No. Absolutely not, folks. In fact, we're here. You're listening to this on a Tuesday. You're less than a week away from another shot at it because on September 11th, we're going to be breaking it out again. We're we'll breaking oh, yeah. out our faces again for the sixth collection showcase. You've been waiting since April. You've been yeah. champing at the bit. You're <laughs> like, where? Don't tell me they, they, they don't have Super Nintendos. They have to have them. They have to have Nintendo 64s. I hear them talk about it. Well, we're going to prove it. Yeah, we're going to do it. It's it's going to be a fun time. We Yes, it's been a while. And yes, before the show, we had to double check if we've even done one in 2022. <laughs> but we're here. We're back. September the 11th on the Nest Friend YouTube channel is where you're going to get to see us whip out our games. Them Super Nintendos, the N64s, little Atari Jaguar. Oh we'll probably toss God. in a little bit of other bonus consoles, too. You know, we always... We have a headliner, but we always we always have a couple little surprises to show off. 
That's right. We'll, we'll tuck in a couple extra things. Maybe we've added a little bit more to some collections we've already covered yeah. that could be worth sharing. We'll have to look. But that, once again, will be on uh, September the 11th. What time are we going to get kicked off for that? We usually do, what, a 9 Eastern for that, or is that an 8 Eastern still? Uh, I think 9 Eastern is pretty normal. But Okay. Wh- why don't we just have you be there at eight Eastern? You know, be in the kind of the uh, <laughs> the warm up round, and then you'll either you'll either get us fire enough right away, or you'll get us in an hour. That's right. Well, at e- at any rate, well, I'll be sure to put that in the show notes yeah. below. Now I say show notes because oh, of you. I, did I shame yeah. you? I wasn't trying to shame you. you. I wasn't calling you out. I was legitimately curious. Well, I think show notes actually sounds better. Description's more of a YouTube thing, and show notes feels very live show oriented. So show notes makes me feel special. It's like I have a green room and show notes. (laughs) Yeah, show notes is definitely, makes it seem like more than just the text in the description of the episode. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I went out of my way. I prepared some show notes for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So once again, check the show notes to find out exactly what time we'll be going live on September 11th on the Nest Friend YouTube channel to show off our wares for the Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64 and Atari Jaguar. And at the end of this show, we're less than, I don't know, two hours away, depending on how these things typically go, from you being exposed to our Ds. Our Ds. Mm-hmm. We're flashing we're... our Ds right at the tail end. It's going to be good. <laughs> our top five favorite Ds coming your way. And normally you flash your D at the tail front, but we're doing it at the tail end tonight. (laughs) So you'll be getting our five favorite games. Let's start with the letter D. D is for, I don't know, what's a good, uh, I was going to think of an animal and suddenly I could not think of an animal that started with the letter D. (laughs) Dog! Dog! Oh my God! Wow! What what does it tell you that... I saw you struggling. I thought, oh, I can help him out. And my mind went blank. The first thing I thought of was Donovan. Like the name Donovan. <laughs> a wild Donovan. Go to the, go to the zoo. Oh, look at that, buddy. Oh, my God. That's, that's an authentic speckled Donovan in there. Look at him. He's eating a, he's eating a turkey, ham, and cheese. Gosh, now I'm thinking like I could have said Dingo. I could have said Dumbo <laughs> the elephant. But I was like, there may be no animals. Start with the letter D. Oh, anyway, anyway, before we get to that, let's just talk about the games that are coming out soon. We got September 6th through September 19th as our upcoming window. Steve, what you salivating over? We got that Splatoon 3. Now, this is a sequel to Splatoon 2. Get out. So it makes sense. I think they're being pretty consistent with the naming. But no, they're dropping a new (laughs) Splatoon. I mean, that's exciting. These games... At this point, I feel like whenever a new Splatoon comes out, they don't really change much, but I also don't know that they really need to. They just are kind of like releasing a new version as an excuse to reinvigorate the online community and get more people back in playing the multiplayer, which I'm here for. I'm fine with. I liked. I played yeah. a lot of the first Splatoon. Two I poked at, I enjoyed, but uh, I'm 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 ready. I'm ready to coat some streets with paint. In Splatoon 3. And they've added, uh, like, three-way fights between three teams instead of just a 1v1, which I think will make it a lot of fun because it means that I can hide in a corner and uh, shoot people while they're distracted shooting each other, and I will feel like a better gamer than I am. So that's going to be fun. September 9th uh, on only the Nintendo Switch. On the Switch. I recently picked up my first Splatoon not too, too long ago, and I've yet to play it. And I Mm. should play it because I'm over here talking about my 
my affinity for squirting all over the place lately with that yeah. power wash simulator. I got an actual power washer. Was out there power washing just the other day. Man, it feels so good <laughs> to power wash in the real world. And wouldn't it be also great to just paint everything? Yeah, it's kind of the opposite of power washing, but I think you'd still enjoy it. Yeah. And honestly, most people don't even bat an eye at the single players in Splatoon, but I feel like the first Splatoon single player is a fun little time. It's like a little obstacle course kind of deal. Not too long, a couple mm. hours. You just do a little hopping, you do a little slurping, you do a little shooting, and then you're out. Boom. You travi two beats your way to a victory. It's it's quite nice. Now, what year did that come out? What year, oh, did, uh, what year did that Splatoon come out? Well, what would that have been? Wii U, so what, like maybe 2014-ish? Mm, now there is a chance that I need or it. We'll so. see. We'll see. Uh, so so Splatoon 3, very good. I'm sure there will be no shortage of Amiibo I don't need that come out for that. Yeah. And then a, a game that I'm looking forward to, again, just looking at the list right before record, I found a little gem in here. It's called <laughs> You Suck at Parking, something I say to my wife all the time. And it, this is a, a fun little game that, I don't know if you looked into this, Steve, but I immediately thought this would be something fun to watch Steve stream. Oh, uh, I have not looked into it. Yeah, it's uh, it's just one of those quick refresh um, kind of skill based. I don't want to say puzzle game, but just a a little game where you have a car, little tiny car. If you think micro machines, we're talking 1991 micro machines. It's a little mm. tiny car. You got to get this car to a few different parking spots on the map, and there's obstacles all over the place. You got to you got to get this little guy. Uh, you know, there's there's uh, big uh, fans blowing wind hard at the little car, and you got to you got to make sure that you can get around it. To get to these parking spaces, you got a lot of momentum, a lot of a lot of things you got to deal with the environment. Very cutesy game. It reminds me a little bit aesthetically of, um, gosh, I don't even know. I mean, maybe even that remake of the um, that Game Boy Zelda that came out not too long oh, ago. It's got that kind of yeah, kind of little... that like three quarter sort of like everything's clean kind of toy box ish yeah, sort of sort of vibe yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, it even reminds me a little bit of that. The Sim City that came out in 2012 that looked aesthetically pleasing but was uh, very terrible to play. Yeah, but I'm but it's got a quick this. refresh. You know, if you don't get if you don't get it right, it starts you back. You know, pretty much immediately. You just got to get that little guy to that parking spot. Little time trial puzzles, and I was like, man, I feel like Steve would enjoy something like this. Yeah, this looks this looks quite good. You know, a, a game that doesn't really ever come up in conversation too much, but one that I I really loved and played a lot of growing up is on the old. NES, the Ivan Stewart's Off-Road, mm, which is a yeah. great game. And this kind of feels like a, a modern sort of like twist on that, which I'm here for. Yeah, I <laughs> this may be coming to twitch.tv slash Blinkum in the near future. <laughs> it has a nice little gameplay video that's like eight minutes long of just straight gameplay, no frills. So uh, you can check that out. But nice. uh, it's, you suck at parking. It's coming out on the uh, the new Xboxes, the, the Series X, S, whatever, the Xbox One, and the PC. So it's sticking around in the Microsoft domain, and it's coming out on September the 14th. Their marketing worked, right? They named that game in a way that makes you say, ha, look at that. But then when you look up, you go a little deeper, they're delivering on the goods. I'm proud of them. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a fun, cutesy little game that uh, would eventually, toward the near the end, drive me crazy. That's all I could think about was like, I bet this gets so hard I hate it, but it made me like it. it made me want it. Yeah. I mean, as long as it's not Stuntman on the PS2, I should be able to get through it. There you go. There you go. Well, those are the games that are coming soon. So we got You Suck at Parking and Splatoon 3 coming your way soon, folks. 
first, though, Steve, we have uh, we have a guy who's back in the inbox, and he's trying to scald our booty a little bit. He's trying to scald our booty just a little mm. bit. <laughs> he's roasting the tuchus. All right. Uh, I think I think I might know who this is, but uh, we'll see. All right. I think you should be the one to read this this email. I've read the last few, and I gotta say, I just come out a little bit confused and scared. All right. Well, I don't, I don't want you getting worried. I don't need you shaking in your boots. So, all right. Uh, let's see. We got a subject. I'm back. <laughs> mm. And whoever this is, the mystery emailer says, "Greetings, Pod Fellows, from this government-run deprogramming facility." The food here is pretty good, and I'm apparently making some real progress. In fact, enough progress that they're allowing me to send this email from the lovely town of Redacted. And since (laughs) we're going to Redacted tomorrow, I thought I'd take the time to write today. And I thought, in the spirit of the release of the TMNT Redacted collection, and because of the serial prompt resulted in such a successful merch campaign, I thought we'd reach for the stars once more. So let's get those creative juices flowing from every orifice. Bold juice you might have. Creative juices, but thank you. And several orifices from which they flow. (laughs) True. Mm. I've I've got, uh, I don't tell you how many orifices I have, but uh, it's not the number you'd expect. Whoa. With the world in the grips of mutant turtle fever in 2022, let's create your own new mutant animal IP. Pick the animal you want to mutate. There are four themed names, their chosen fighting style, and the type of mutilated animal their sensei turns out to be. Could be the new t-shirt sensation. (laughs) Well, I've got to head to Redacted to take Redacted to Redacted and get Redacted, Acted, Acted, Acted. (laughs) Yours Redacted, Redacted Champ. Oh, Redacted Champ. I'm putting it up. I'm putting redacted and two together. I think that that might be Burger Champ. I'm thinking so too. Mm, you can't you can't fool me, Mister Redacted. Boy, this guy he gets out a lot of words to be tied up uh, and and, yeah. and stuck where he's at. But I appreciate. We hadn't heard from him in months. I hope he's at least eaten over that time. But this is a really good this is a really good hot seat, Steve. You know, I'm a big mutant turtle lover. I've had the fever. In fact, my my charity stream. Uh, demonstration was of was of turtles. I mean, I'm in deep on the turtles. I'm reading through the comics again. I should be wearing a turtle T-shirt right now. I can't say the C True. word. I can't say it. But no, no, don't. I'm not trying to bait you into it, buddy. I, don't I need me to into- see you get all the way through this podcast. Yes, but uh, redacted abunga, if I may. <laughs> now, picking the animal you want to mutate. I'll get started. I'm going to say squirrels. You know, I had squirrels on the brain huh? the whole time. I find squirrels to be already kind of ninja esque. You know, I think they would be a great, a great target for a new uh, anthropomorphic fever. You know, if there if there was to be one, because we've gotten sharks, we've had our moo cows of moo mesa or whatever. Uh, yeah, and I was trying to think, yeah. I don't think squirrels have had their time to shine in terms of being anthropomorphized. Not really. We've had a couple of games. You know, we had like Zero, the kamikaze squirrel and stuff. But I feel like I'm mm-hmm. imagining like a nice buff squirrel like think street shark but you repainted it as a squirrel it's just 
pecs and abs going right. down to one of the tiniest waists you've ever seen, and then gams the whole rest of the way down to the earth, buddy. Exactly. No neck, just a, basically Nothing. a triangle with a bushy tail. That's what I'm imagining yeah. as well. Exactly. So that's my animal. I'll start. We'll start there. What's your animal that will be, mm. uh, you know, in your in your crew? All right. So are we each going to break out an animal, or are we workshopping one collective group together here? I thought we were each going to do a thing. I mean, are you Uh, saying that the seat's too hot? You need to to double deck? (laughs) (laughs) What are you You saying? You need to get to step in if you think the seat's too hot for me. (laughs) Okay, all right. right. I'll take you down. I got an answer. Speaking of unsung heroes, Hippo, all right? Mutant. They're already intimidating, but imagine... A hippo with muscle definition barreling towards you. Just a big jaw full of rounded hippo teeth and then a bunch of freaking pecs. Get the, yeah. They're like they're like a walking gam, all right? They are a walking tenderloin. It's just four tenderloins on top of an omega tenderloin. There you go. I like that. Mm-hmm. And which could be what they mutate into. That's kind of like the 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 megazord of the Power Rangers, right? They just mutate yeah. into different sized gams. <laughs> All right, so you got Hippo, I've got Squirtle, very good. This is going well so far. Now we have to pick four themed names, just like our Michelangelo's, our Donatello's, etc. So four themed names. What are you naming your four Hippos? I'm going to let you go first on this one. Ooh, Mm, we got to come up with something. Now you kind of want to theme it to what they're going to do, but I don't quite know their fighting style yet. That'll come to me. But what if we went like a Pac-Man naming convention? You know, we got like a, what is it, like Inky, Blinky, Stinky, and Babinky? Actually, I think the last one's name is like Sue. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Why not rip off another IP for this? That sounds great. So so what if we go kind of like that? We'll say a play on Hippo. We'll call him Grippo, Uh Slippo. Right. Flippo. Whoa. And Dunks. Those are my four hippo <laughs> names. Grippo, Hippo, Slippo, and Dunks. I love it. Yeah. They, Grippo, they sound Flippo, fun. Slippo, and Dunks. Yeah. They are, they're, they're cool guys. All right. They, well, they're kind of cool. If you met them at a party, they'd come off a little strong and you'd be like, well, I mean, that was a fine conversation, but I don't know that I'm really going to like text them and invite them to Chipotle tomorrow. But, you know, that's not what they're about. All right. They're not about making a bunch of friends with soft regular folk they're about getting in there getting their hippo hands dirty yeah. and fixing the problems that society's facing i hear you there man what's their what's their war cry you know because we got redacted abunga for the turtles what are the hippos yelling <laughs> oh <laughs> hippow hippow has the big batman letters coming out hippow i love it this is great. Brother Bodai. Brother Bodhi. I don't know why I said Bodai again. After talking to the guy for hours, I still said his name wrong. But I hope he's listening so he can draw you a nice picture. Because uh, he drew Artie the Aardvark. Yardy the Aardvark. All right. So <clears throat> my four <laughs> themed turtle names. All right. Get this. Yep. My squirrels, they're going to have names based on what they eat. We got Beech Nut. <laughs> we got Pine Nut. <laughs> we got right. hazelnut. And we got walnut. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like, I mean, obviously they all are tough, intimidating, but knowing nothing, I don't even know their fighting styles yet. I think I could take hazelnut in a fight. I think I could beat up hazelnut. Hazelnut's a bit soft. It's a bit yeah. soft. But that's okay. You gotta have, you got to have one that's a little 
a little more in touch with their emotions. A little, maybe a little greener around the gills. Right. Or around right. the tail. Yeah, or red or around the eyes if you're thinking about Raphael. I agree with you there. A little yeah, more emotional. Yeah. 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 Uh, and they yell, uh, bust a nut! Right when they <laughs> when they get into battle, which doesn't make sense because that sounds like they want to get beat up, but really they're just, it's just the thing they say. Bust a nut! <laughs> All right, so we've got our squirrels yelling bust a nut. We got our hippos yelling hip out. Now we have to choose their fighting styles. Now, Steve, I don't know a ton of fighting styles, but I was already thinking that my squirrels were going to be in the martial arts realm of things like basic karate, you know, um, just your basic stuff. Like, mm. I don't, you know, no weapons, just, just hands, feet, or whatever you would call it on a squirrel. Yeah. Uh, tiny right. hands, feet, just your regular karate chops. No weapons. No. What about any grappling? Are they getting in there? Are they grabbing? Are they doing any kind of wrestling style stuff? Or are we strictly talking precision strikes? A lot of precision strikes coming from these guys. I do think, though, because they do have little tiny hands. Why not use them? You <laughs> yeah, know, so they, they could get a grab on someone and maybe hold them down for another one of their buddies to come in and hit them with the teeth on the top, like a da 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 da. You know, they call that the nutbuster. That's their move. It's a team. It's a team move. Again, they're like Power Rangers. They come together. They form a mega squirrel. Mmm, I'm for it. All right, I like this. Yeah. They they lock lock games together, and by their power, they're the mega squirrel. All right. That's right. All right. That's right. Busting nut. This, this is good. This is good. So the hippos, they're not so much with the precision strikes. Okay. Of course. These guys, yeah. it's all it's all meat and sinew. Okay, there's, there's nothing left. But I'm thinking they're fighting dance style. All right, they've oh. each got their signature dance move. Slippo's hitting the break dances. Flippo, only the worm. Even though that's kind of a break dancing move, <laughs> strictly the worm. But surprisingly powerful. Grippo kind of got like a disco edge to him. You know, gets that arm pumping from uh, from oh, waist into it. the air. But but wham, you don't want to be on the backhand of that disco slam. No, you sure don't. No. Wow. Dunks formal tango and you're thinking that's not a fighting style <laughs> wait till you see dunks take down a criminal with a formal tango slap you Whoa. would be surprised kapow wow hip out even hip out man formal <laughs> tango slap and you know i already had an idea of what to name this podcast and you just ruined it with for <laughs> i gotta write down formal tango slap maybe maybe uh. formal tango slap in the d could be the <laughs> we're gonna be getting to them d games later Ah, mm. man, this is going to be a fun episode, I can tell. All right, what's what's left of this gosh dang email? All right, so... We, we need a sensei. We need a mutated mm. animal sensei that yes. can help guide okay. these folks. A splinter equivalent, if you will. Yeah. Okay, great. So for this, I think, because I mentioned tiny hands on the squirrel, I think I have to go with a raccoon. I think a mm. big old fat raccoon that's just their boss, he doesn't want to get yeah. into the fights. He's just like... Bring me the food. Yeah. Just bring he's all chom the food. Chomping a cigar that's burnt halfway yeah. down, and he's not knocking the ash off of it. Yeah, right. He's not noble like Splinter. He didn't teach them anything. He's just yeah. the bankroller of the outfit. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. not a bad guy, but he's also not morally up and yeah. up to snuff. Skimming a little off the top, probably, but still make sure they get paid. Still in tons of trash. In the middle of the mm -hmm. night. That's like his vice, you know? He, They've been trying to get him to stop, but he's like, I can't stop. The trash is just so juicy. I gotta have it. 
<laughs> you know, and then he gets in fights with the other neighborhood raccoons. He has to send in his squirrel army. My guys come in, bust a nut, and they come in and fight. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Did, did, did the raccoon invent the bust a nut catchphrase, or is that something that the squirrels developed on their own? Now, that's a good question. So late one night when the squirrels, they hadn't fought before, you know, and the raccoon was trying to get them going. By the way, the raccoon's name, his name is Five Finger Tony. It's it's weird. His name is Five Finger Tony. And he says, uh, Five Finger Tony looks at the squirrels and he says, listen, guys, I know you're a little bit nervous. All right. <laughs> Things are getting nutty out there in the city. But don't worry. <laughs> I believe in you. I need you to go out there. Bust a nut. <laughs> and she go bust a nut and they were like bust a nut bust a nut and he's like yeah bust a nut and then they all said it together bust a nut bust a nut and then they went out there and they busted a nut <laughs> all right i like this i i'm feeling safer when my head hits the pillow at night with these with these squirrels out there taking yeah care of the mean streets so for the hippos i think there's only one animal that makes sense to mentor a hippo big elephant Mm -hmm, big mm -hmm. old wise elephant imparting a lot of wisdom and I know what you're thinking buddy slip a flip a grip on dunks are dancing hippos an elephant can't dance can't do it famously elephants can't dance true but I mean it's it's just no one's ever seen the sensei dance alright it's one of those things where no one has lived no one's come out the other end of sensei's dance so no one knows what the elephant looks like but there's wisdom that can be imparted only to these hippos very good i like it i like it because the elephant never forgets so any beef that's crossed him in his years he knows yes he remembers kind of like a tactician from fire emblem or something just got the whole thing mapped out helping helping these four wow wow yeah very good you know i like where this went I think we did a good job. Uh, I do want to ask you what you want to call your group. Because, you know, you have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What are we dealing with with these hippos? Mm. Um, And I was thinking, for me, I really wish... I already have regrets about what I've set up. I wish I had given them all super soakers so I could call them the super squirting squirrels. (laughs) I have regret already. Uh, I might well, I might still call them that. Who's stopping me? True. I mean, there's no rule. That could be like a season two, you know, when the, the Power Rangers suddenly now all look like samurai or when that's like mm-hmm. Power Rangers jungle warriors or something. Like, it's it could be the theme of season two or three uh, for this group. I like that. I like that. Well, what are you going with, with, the, with the hippos? I think... It's kind of a boy bandy name because again they're dancing, they're doing stage moves. Sure, sure. Their name, high potential, because it shortens to hippo. Oh my god! Did you yeah. just come up with that? Of course you did. It's a hot uh, seat. Off wow. the dome, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Busting that. My gosh. Busting that. Hippo. Hippo. Dude, I think we did it. So Burger Champ, I hope that this satisfies you. I really hope it gets you out of the pickle that you're in with the government. I don't know how this will help, but I hope it does. Yeah, he does. I mean, he doesn't seem too concerned to be absorbed into his new redacted lifestyle but you never know what that you never know what that fella yeah you really don't well thank you again burger champ feels good to get in and out of that hot seat because that was a scalder Mm -hmm. but it was a lot of fun yeah 
Very true. Very true. The companionship in the hot seat is nice. It's a lonely endeavor, typically. So I know. Misery loves company. Yes, a joint hot seat warms nothing but my heart. <laughs> I agree with that, buddy. All right. Speaking of things that are fun, like that hot seat was, video games are, and we're playing a few. Woo. You gotta play them to beat them. I say it all the time. It's true. Uh, I have still been plugging around on that Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, and I think sometimes I get to this part of the show and I say I'm plugging around on something, and plugging around has never been more apt than for <laughs> Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. I think all you do in that game is you just plug around. You plug from one visible enemy on screen to the next, yeah. to the next, to the next. To the point that to make it exciting for myself, I just manually control all of the fights. Like oh. the, a big first part of the game, I did a lot of auto because I could just mash A and stare at the ceiling and be like, wonder who painted my ceiling? And then I'd look down <laughs> and be like, oh, okay, another battle started. Uh, but, you know, switching it over to where you have to control your buddy makes it a little bit more interesting. At any rate, I got good yeah. music to jam out, too. I'm head bobbing, doing okay. Now, I did reach a part in the game, and I know it's a game for babies. I know that this was literally made for three- to five-year-olds to true. play and beat. True, but I, I did hit a boss that made me have to leave the dungeon and go grind a minute and come back. <laughs> I was out of magic hey. was the big thing. But he kept insta-killing me with his gosh dang fireballs, big dragon in the in the volcano, and I was like, what is that? This is now a game for seven-year-olds all of a sudden? <laughs> and I had to all leave right. and come back. Suddenly, it went from E to E10+. Plus. I'm not a fan. <laughs> what? what? And, I, you know, I've been doing my due diligence, and I've been skipping fights, but they got me on mm. that one. They got me on that one. So I'm about, uh, I think I'm about eight hours in. I want to say I'm probably, I think I'm like, Three fifths is the three fifths of the way through the game, I guess chapter wise. But I want to say I'm about halfway through in terms of time because I, I feel like okay. the last stanza is just going to be a big grindy sucker. It's not that I'm not. I'm, I keep talking about it like I hate it. Uh, it has it is actually kind of a nice game to play if you want to listen to book or podcast. Just kind of chill, yep. you know. It keeps me a little bit engaged, but. When it comes to an RPG, I mean, I get I get now why people say about say the things that they do about it. Yeah, I, I don't know that there's a person alive that knows the story of Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. It's already slight, <laughs> but I don't think a single person remembers it or committed it to memory at all. I'm in the middle of it. I can't tell you. I know we got to find four <laughs> coins. That's it. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know why they're so important. You got. You just. You, the story is you just got to get to the next boss to level up to get to yet another boss. You got to get there. You've got to. Well, what have you been working on? It's an RPG centric show these days. So I'm continuing to plug away at Ogre Battle 64. I've done a couple of the streams of this now uh, because, and I believe I talked about this on the last episode, but, you know, in case folks aren't aware or they weren't paying attention, I'm on a bit of a quest. I'm on a bit of a journey to beat my entire N64 backlog. Noble. I, I looked, and, you know, most of my systems, I look at that backlog, and it's like I got 300 PS2 games, and I've beaten 60 of them. And it's like, I <laughs> That's not happening. But N64 was tantalizing. I have under 60 games, and I've beaten over 50. So it's like, I can I can close this distance. I can get the full library finished up. And Ogre Battle 64 was the biggest one, so I've been plugging away at that one a couple of streams at a time. And it's good, but man, you ever play a game and you're like, I'm a dumb dumb. I'm just a dummy dumb dumb. 
I just That's... told you I had to backtrack <laughs> in, in Mystic Quest. <laughs> That's fair. Man, Ogre Battle 64, it's just it's just menus on top of menus oh, and really? numbers that that tweak a little you, you like you open it up and you're like they're like do you want to go to the unit menu or the uh organize menu or the formation menu or the character menu. And I'm like oh, I want to I want to equip the the small shield I just got. And they're like, oh, you're going to want to go to the formation <laughs> menu and then choose the character and then go into the equip submenu of the formation menu. I'm like, okay, okay. And for some reason, it's the most abstract thing. It's it's not bad. The game is actually amazing. But it uses the controller in a way I've just I've never experienced on an N64 before. Because there's clearly just like this one strategy RPG, right? But R like the R shoulder button is like the dominant menu button and then Z is a submenu button and within the menus you navigate around using the C buttons mm. uh, but other things are navigated using the like you navigate like menu options with the joystick but you navigate character selection with the C buttons and then you think like oh, I'm in the menu I equipped my thing in any other game I would just hit B B B B B B B B B B and I'd be like backed out of the menu no you have to hit B until you get out of all the menus other than the formation menu, then you hit R and you choose the exit menu option and now oh. you're back at the at the world map. It's just it's just stumbling and clunky. It's like a it's Yikes. like a, just a big tangled web of menus and stuff. But if you fight through, yeah, man, there's a good there's a good game in there. It is a <laughs> lot of fun. It is worth the productive struggle because the actual like story is very interesting. And the combat is is pretty good. I will say, not for the faint of heart, though. One battle in this game can take, like, an hour. And it's the kind of game that doesn't have permadeath, but if you don't proactively have the money and choose to revive your characters before the end of the battle, there is a chance that they'll turn into zombies and never come back. So there's, like permadeath sometimes if you weren't paying attention and so not oh, only man. do you have to fight for an hour but you gotta be cautious and then you're already so exhausted from the menus that you start making bad decisions so it's it's, yeah, it's a tricky it's, one dude that the menu thing reminded me of something that happened to me like a year ago year and a half ago at a hospital i went i had to go get something done for circulation so i, I don't even know what part of the hospital they sent me to but i had a little piece of paper and they were doing some renovations in the hospital so i go up to the reception desk and i tell the ladies like i'm here for whatever's on this piece of paper and she was like <laughs> and i'd never been in this hospital before a big hospital in the city over and she was like you're going to want you're going to want to go past imaging take a right and before you get to surgery you'll take a left there'll be a desk right there hand this piece of paper to them i said got it so i do that i go over there and i talk to that person and they're like they look at the piece of paper and they say um Actually, you're going to need to you're going to need to take this elevator uh, to the right. You want to go you want to go up, go past the maternity ward. You'll take a left. There'll be a desk there. Take a right at that desk. Keep going, and there's a uh, neonate of intensive care. It's down the hall from that. We we just moved it over there temporarily. You have to go there to get this done. I was like, <sighs> okay, I think I got it. And she's like, it's easy. She repeated it. I was like, all right, I got it. I got it. So I got on the elevator. I go wander over there. I it's not over there. I go, I, I see, and I, I, don't, I was like, okay, whatever. So I turn around and look, and at the desk that I just walked past was the lady 
from the reception desk that I started at. <laughs> and she was, I was like, what am I, is this like a, a freaking Twilight Zone? Like, how did she get up here? <laughs> like, I've been nothing but on the move this whole time. Well, how did she switch desks so fast? And I was like, I don't want to have to go over there and tell her I still haven't found this thing. Now that I'm like a quarter mile away from where I started and nowhere near where she just told me to go not five minutes ago. So I walk over there with a piece of paper with like my head down. I'm like, listen, you're not going to believe this. Um, I just talked to you, obviously. I went where you told me to go, I promise. And then someone else directed me here and she just points and it was like directly behind where I was standing. So she was wrong the first time. <laughs> To give credit, and I just didn't see it the second time. But I was like, what kind of menu option is this? You know, this is what yeah. made me think of. I can't get out of the menus. I can't find my way around. And that lady it's was a real probably like, fetch quest. Yeah, she's like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, what are you doing here? I've been walking around this <laughs> hospital she hits a for days. And lowers down through several floors of the hospital because that's how she navigates around. Seriously, what if she wasn't even there? I like, I turn around and then she's just gone. I'm like, what is going on? Am I in a haunted <laughs> hospital? A haunt spittle? Oh. Am I in a haunt spittle? <laughs> is this a haunt spittle? Speaking of oh. haunt spittle, I've been playing phobia. Look, look what I did. Anybody? My God. Can you? Can we get, get a- the vapors from that transition? <laughs> yeah. Hit Phob me with it. Phobia St. Dinfinus Hotel. Been playing that with Briz, and it's still really, really good. The thing that uh, happens to us every single time, and, and this might be a thing of age or just that we play a lot of games. I'm going to blame age is that every time we start, there is about an hour of what the hell were we doing last week? <laughs> Where we rechart, we look at our, because you, you like open it up, you look at your inventory, and you're like, what were we thinking not having our <laughs> shotgun equipped and we had it in the stash away box? Like, what were we just mm -hmm. trying to make room for something? What was our plan? Like, at, at 12.30 last Friday, what were we thinking? So some of it's just like a uh, a patchwork of, putting together our thought process from before while also just encountering things that are arising during this after yep. about two and a half hours we're like that's right we were supposed mm -hmm. to go here and then we go yeah. that way get stuck and we never end up doing it so we're, our progress is very stilted now i've i think what we might end up doing is take notes notebooks and pens have been around for eons and we should we should just take some notes and help ourselves out in the future help help future us um, but what a great, what a great game it is. Uh, honestly, it's, it's got a good challenge to it. It's got great puzzles. It's super duper spooky. Um, pretty good time. So I'm, it's, it's definitely got great Resident Evil vibage. A, a few things here and there that are like, you know, sometimes you try to pick up an object and you can't quite get it. Like you just, you can't get, like there was this little key that Briz was trying to pick up. It was inside of a safe. And we did the thing where it's like, oh, we'll squat down and see if you can. Okay, stay, well, stand stay back up now. Hover, hover. Look to the left. I've looked to the left. I've looked to the left. back and forth. Yeah, just trying to get it. And the little hand would come up. And then right when you go to click it, it would disappear back. And like, no, no, no. Ah, oh, shit. We almost had it. We almost had it. And that was, that. that's like some shortcomings of the game where it's like not, you know, it's not the most AAA ass thing you've ever played. But it is, even though we've not finished it yet, I think it is very worth people to check out, especially this time of year. We're about to get the spooky season. St. Diffinus Hotel. Mm. Put it near the top of your list. It's getting very oh. overlooked, I feel. All right. I definitely will. You know, it's funny you mentioned uh, leave yourself a note, which is a strategy I very much enjoy. I used to do that. Uh, so you're talking, I grabbed my copy, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. Mm -hmm. Inside of it, here's a note I wrote to myself. In the mid-2000s, I knew for some reason I knew 
I was I was stopping and I was like, I'm not going to play this game for a little while, so I need to know what's happening. And with no context, this note says, Using the terminal, go to the great underpass of Ginza for a fight. After that, return to Asakasa and exit on the far end. Search the world map and find a place with a long name starting with M. That's where you should enter. Love, you. I wrote myself that note. Love, you. I have not played this game since probably 2010. I That means nothing to me. I don't even think I have the save file anymore. Aww. But I, I always remember that note and i hope that one of these memory cards i have kicking around does have it because i would love nothing more oh that'd be great than to finally resurrect that and and clean up that save that i've left hanging for literally a third of my life dude that would be amazing uh i need to do the same yeah. thing with a couple of games myself but uh yeah just just leaving leaving the note it's just it's dude. everything that's what it's all about. And I hope if someone out there is stuck in Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne, I hope that helped you <laughs> figure out where to go. Somebody listening just now was like, oh, yeah, son of a bitch. That's exactly <laughs> what a, the M place. M. Yeah, with a long name. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Too there. Too true. Uh, so I'm also plugging away at another RPG because it wow. makes no sense. I'm just doing two for one. Tis the season, I guess. One. I don't know. It's normally a winter thing we do. I don't know why we're doing it in the in the in the heat of summer. I don't know. And I mean, fall is a decent RPG time, nice and cozy. But I started these bad boys in summer, so I've really got no excuse. But I'm I'm on that tail end of Live Alive. I'm real close. So I I for some reason something is keeping me from like finding a big chunk of time to just finish it up but i'm i'm right there so it has kind of a structure uh similar to like chrono trigger where there are side quests that the game gives you right at the end of the game where it's like here's a bunch of stuff you could go do if you want to go do that optional stuff cool and all of it gives you like helpful experience equipment whatever so i've just been plugging away a little by bit bit by bit by bit mm. trying to build up to, to that final encounter ah oh. I'm excited. The story went some awesome places. I think this is a phenomenal game. Uh, more people should be out there checking out Live Alive, okay? I know that it doesn't feel like a new game because it has been out since the 90s, but very, very unique. Very much worth uh, worth a second look. We're here today, apparently, to push games on people. We're here to say, I know you're out there sleeping on stuff, and I need you to, I need you to wake up and play this game. Wake up. Bust a nut. Get out Bust there and do it. Nut. Get out there and do it. <laughs> I, I put this on my backlog a couple weeks ago when you brought this up live live. I need to, yeah, yeah I immediately took to it when you um, were describing it. So it's, you've, you've affected me at the very least. Woo. That's all I hope to do. Yeah. Why not? Affect you in some way, positive or negative. <laughs> I mean that, and I feel like my gams are, but, but putrid little stains of the earth compared to your big giant meaty boys. So, I mean, we, I could put your gams inside my gams and they wouldn't even touch the walls. All right. I wouldn't even know they wow. were in there. Be like a Gamazord. <laughs> mm. A Gamazon. <laughs> or that. Ah, I should have done that. All right. Well, if you folks love uh, big gams, you're in the right place. This is the Polymedia Network, and we're plugging it right here. If you like what you're hearing so far, be sure to check us out on our website at polymedianetwork.com. we got more shows over there. You can find Drunk Friend, which Alex and I are now in the midst of a 90 series. We're going through, uh, we just did episode 91, and of course, uh, you know, we got we got nine, or I guess technically eight more episodes with the 90s title, 92, 93, 94. So we're going to be plugging our way through the 90s. 
bit by bit with some some old memories. You know, you know, Alex is going to bust out the sports. We're talking TVs, yeah. movies, toys, all that stuff. It was a, it was a lot of fun last episode for uh, ninety one. We didn't do it for ninety. Uh, but we do plan to do it for the rest of the 90s episodes uh, because we see ourselves as America's 90s-ass podcast, and we got to bring the 90s. That's fitting. I was wondering when that episode was launched, I was like, was the entire episode just designed as a mechanism for him to talk about Twins winning the World Series? Is that the <laughs> only reason that you did that episode? Because I would believe that. Yeah, yeah. And then we just never bring up any more 90s. Just that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, do- I'm done with this. We talked about that Twins world series but he was stoked about that so more of that to come there you go speaking of more of that to come we got a little more (laughs) tales of the lesser medium on the horizon oh my god no there's nothing written or done or anything at all (laughs) no not at all please go listen to the backlog i promise it's good please yeah please check out uncharted those uh those i think need a little bit more love i don't know if everyone caught on that they're out but please go check out those those are uh, some of our best work we're still a podcast. We're, we're going to crank out more eventually, but it uh, takes time. It's it's always been a podcast that you absorb, you laugh, you love, and then you wait. You know what? what what's the most popular podcast ever? Serial. And Serial releases one run of episodes, and then they do nothing for two years. So yeah. Tales of Lesser Medium is just following in that serial model. We're basically serial. We are Sarah Koenig. Yeah. And better, even. I mean... <laughs> sure. Two, two, three times better. Take that, Miss Koenig. <laughs> Get wrecked. We hate you. No, we don't. Uh, but it is a good show, and it is one that you should listen to because it's maybe the only funny show. On the <laughs> maybe the only one. Oh. And speaking of of episode or uh, podcasts that are not funny, be sure to check out Uncle Doug's DVD bin. We uh, it's a it's a movie review podcast, very serious. It's very erudite. Super ser- analytical. Yes. Uh, goes shot composition and directorial style. Mm-hmm. Um, influences from the actors and actresses' previous work. Yes, it's basically all, all that stuff. yeah, it's basically the Actors Guild studio. It's like yeah. it's that type of highbrow stuff. In no way is it uh, co-hosted by two folks who fancy themselves as small-time comedians. That's not the case. No. He's very nerdy. It's got no comedy energy to it at all. No improv. That's right. So uh, the last episode was on Hudson Hawk. Very dry episode. You'll love it. Perfect. Trav, could you do me a favor? Could you plug your ears for a sec? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that show's actually very funny. I would never say it to Trav's face. Please go give it a listen. I'm good? Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, speaking of podcasts, another one, IndieQuest. Boom. Your oh, podcast and your exploration yes. of all things indie games we're out there recommending all sorts of cool indie stuff modern indie stuff older indie stuff uh, occasionally bringing you those sweet sweet iq ost episodes and we've got a special episode coming up where we're going to be breaking down finding paradise the sequel to to the moon so go check that out it's a fantastic show when you do when you check out indie quest or uncle doug's or tales of lesser medium or drunk friend you know what any of them Hop onto that pod catching app of choice. You know, your Spotify's, your Apple podcast. Hit that five star. Fill mm. five golden stars. Yep. All five of them, you'll know. You'll all know. Mm. And when you when all five light up, a nice shining yellow, leave a little review, a little. Yeah. Hey, guys. 
you did pretty good. This was, mm. well, if, if it's Tales of Lesser Medium, you'll say, well, this was funny. But if it's any of the other shows, you'll say, very informative. Thank you. And that helps us. That helps the show. You know, it does all the algorithmic things it needs to do, but it also does the ego-boosting things it needs to do and helps make sure we're doing, we're giving you the podcasts you want. Yeah, so I mean, thank you. how else are we supposed to know we're doing it right if you don't tell us? We'll just keep doing yeah. it this way if, if you want, yeah. you know? Do you want more of this? Ugh. This is what you want? What? Be the change you want to see in the world. Come on. Please, we also have a Patreon. You can visit patreon.com forward slash polykill. Find a tier that works for you over there if you're interested in helping out our network of shows. You'll get early access to stuff including Nest Friend videos, which, yeah, I mean, they're still around. Steve, I put one out. Uh, it, it hit the old uh, Patreon waves just uh, Saturday there. So those True. are uh, live and kicking. Uh, early polykills, early drunk friends if they come out, all kinds of stuff. Early early Uncle Dugs. Uh, so please uh, jump over there, see if there's see if there's a tier that works for you, and you could find your way into our lovely Discord with all of our best friends. Very true. And if you'd like to reach out to this show directly, uh, you can do so via email at polykillpodcast at gmail.com. We're always interested in your hot seat questions, your proposed top fives, or just generally, you know, what you're up to, what's on your mind. You don't have to be writing to us uh, under a very scrutinized lens in a government facility. <laughs> it can just be a regular, like a human does, like a regular human email, which is also nice to see. That's right. But if you are locked away in a government facility, please email us first, not your family. True. We're first. No. <laughs> we are first. All right. Very true. Speaking of first, uh, let's jump from first to final because I finished Final Fight Three with my nephew. Pretty good. I was worried that you were gonna say, you were gonna say. Speaking of first, uh, the first time I I beat it, and I was gonna be like, well, we're gonna have to edit that out, but it was decent. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Final fight, the third. We got we got Hagar, the mayor's back in town. I don't know. This mm. city is in upheaval when the mayor's got to rip parts of his shirt off and go fight go fight crime. Literally, yeah. chest hair for days. Oh my god, just a handsome guy <laughs> for a mayor. Y- yeah, he is. That's and true. we're and we're dealing with uh, some other characters there. I think Cody's in there. Maybe Guy. Guy. So Final Fight 3 and Final Fight 2 are the only two Final Fights that I finished because I consider them finishable. The first Final Fight, I'll say it right here, Steve, in front of uh, the kids and everybody can eat my ass. I can't beat it. It's too Whoa. hard. It's too hard. The guy with the katanas and the wrestling ring is too, he's too, he's too cheap. He's very. He's still. He's still programmed for arcade quarters. He needs to be home yeah. programmed. He's too mean. People are out there he's beating brutal. Final Fight, but uh, Final Fight two and three. Three's actually, and two and three are actually pretty simple, but still fun. So my nephew and I were able to. Mm. My nephew is. He's not. A, he's not a young kid. When I say nephew, I'm talking about a 27 year old man who's getting <laughs> married next week. Uh, but uh, he came over and we were we were plugging through that. We like to we like to do some beat 'em ups together when he comes over. And so that's just a man, it's just a solid one, and it's yeah. not cheap. And I'm I'm lucky to have that one. And so we we made sure to play through it because you got to get the credits on all your spendy boys. You got to for sure, especially if you just bought them. You got to make sure that they work. <laughs> but yeah, you got. There's a certain price threshold. It's different for everyone, but there's a certain price threshold. You're like, I, re- I really should play through this. <laughs> yeah. I just, yeah. If I don't, I feel like I have to sell it, and I don't want to sell it. So I got to play through this as like a well. Now it's a game I have memories with, so you know I'm price agnostic. It doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Always yeah. good to see a beat 'em up. Uh, a beat, beat 'em up. Beat. That's right. That's right. Good. 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 
So did you know that the Nintendo 64 has vertical scrolling shoot-em-ups? Shmups, if you're under the age of 25? I personally did, only because I'm aware of the game you're about to talk about. But I know that before this, mm. I found out about this game, I was surprised to learn that this game yeah. was vertical shooter. <laughs> I feel like there's not very many N64 games that you could say are like lesser known, like under the radar. It's a small enough library. It's like this and Star Shot are yeah. like the two that no one's heard of. But Star Soldier Vanishing Earth is a very real traditional vertical scrolling shoot 'em up. And it's, I, I have to say, pretty dang fun. Now, this game, we were doing a little looking it up on the stream when I played it. Uh, apparently it got slammed critically when it came out. I suspect it was just like the wrong time for this game uh, where standards seemed to be really high for mm. shoot 'em ups We were entering into the 3D era. Maybe they were not excited that this was essentially a 2D game, even though it's all 3D modeled, but you know it plays on a 2D plane. And I suppose we were coming off of the tail end of like the end of the Genesis's run. Where you have all sorts of, you know, your Truxtons and your your Mushas and your Lightning Forces and all sorts of, like, very flashy, high-production, really well-made shoot-em-ups. So maybe in that context, it, it underwhelmed. But I think for anyone with a with an eye for this genre and an appreciation for uh, early 3D visuals, it's a lot of fun. It, it's, it's quite good. Got a little bit of that Gradius Syndrome mm. where... You die, you lose power-ups, but they don't fully punish you. So, you know, Gradius, you die, you get the pea shooter, and you're like, oh, I'll just restart the game. There's literally no reason to continue even trying. This one, you only go down a couple power levels. So you might be able to eke your way back up to where you were before things really go south. And uh, it, gets, it gets tough, but it's doable. I mean, I, I managed to get through it in one stream, a couple of hours. Now, that involves some continues, some restarting levels from the beginning, but that's that's fair play in terms of the game. And by the end, I felt like I could one CC this with a little more time. So I think Get it's, out. I think it's pretty doable for folks. Honestly, if you're already a veteran of this genre, I bet you could go through this and one CC it maybe even your first try. I'm just not particularly good at shoot 'em ups. So, I love them but I suck at them. No, me neither, but uh now I've I've dabbled with this one. I played it a little bit. I wasn't sure if it was beatable for me, but the reason that I tried this game out is because um I did a Nest Friends series on the Caravan Shooter Collection, which includes uh, the NES games Star Force, Star Soldier, and Starship Hector. And in doing my research, mm. I found out about this game, and I was like, well, shit, I didn't know that. And so I didn't know they were yeah. re related. And I checked it out, and I was pleasantly surprised by it aesthetically. And I remember I played it for a little bit and was like, I think for like the first four levels, I was like, oh, this is like no problem. And then I got yeah. whipped. Uh, but how many levels yep. was it? Uh, seven. I, I oh, think all okay. And here's my advice to everyone who's looking to go check it out, because I know you're all running out to eBay to buy a copy right now. <laughs> there's a there's a dodge roll button that I did not realize existed. You do like a Star Fox style barrel roll do a barrel. that deflects bullets. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I was not even using that. And at some point, the patterns are just you cannot dodge between them. Mm. You do not have the precision. You there. It's too dense with bullets. So you have to barrel roll and deflect some of those at some point. So just start using that early, and you'll be ahead of the curve. Uh, way better off than I was. Man, so. maybe that's what I needed around level five. Sounds like maybe. Yeah, I, right about then is when it really started to heat up, so I bet that is the case. 
a pretty yeah. short game too, right? Like that's, I mean, if you were to put it all together, it's it's less than an hour run, most likely. Oh yeah, probably 35, 40 35. minutes. And kind of Star Foxy, uh, it has some optional like hidden levels mm. that if you do certain things, you know, kill certain enemies in a certain order or like only shoot one of the enemies in a certain section of the level, uh, you'll unlock like a hidden alternative path to some bonus levels and stuff. So oh, a yeah. bit of a branching path for replay value. Bust a nut, dude. Uh, so that's Bust Star Soldier <laughs> Vanishing Earth. What else you got? Uh, so we got this year challenge going on. I we know, do. First time I'm mentioning it. I have four <laughs> years left. Oh, 93, shit. 93 had 2012, 2020, and 2011. And I was like, you know what? I need my 2011 beat. I need to beat one of these classics that came out in 2011, a year that many call one of the best years gaming has ever seen. I mean, Is that right? We got Portal 2. We got oh. Skyward Sword. Ooh. Uncharted 3. Skyrim. You know, oh. we got the Wit- Witcher 2. Dead Space 2. L.A. Wow. Noir. Just wow. banger, banger, banger. Buddy, I just busted like, a nut. <laughs> it is busted a nut. Wow. And I said, what's, what's the cream of the crop? What's the best game I can play? Whipped out that classic... DreamWorks joint Rango, based on the movie Rango. Now, chirp, 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 <laughs> chirp. <laughs> My nut just I know unbusted. You got a lot of childhood memories. <laughs> What's the opposite of busting? <laughs> My nut just like reassembled into a nut again. <laughs> yeah, shriveled in it. It got more dense. Until like a, I want to. I want to bring up Power Rangers again, but it reassembled like a like a mega nut zord. <laughs> I'll edit that out if it's not funny. We'll we'll find out in post. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it lands. But, yes, popped in Rango based on the movie. Because, you know, I like the, I like these games. I kind of miss that era. I, not even kind of. Why am I softballing this? Don't softball. I definitely miss the era of, like, a movie janky tie-in game. Hmm. Back when games were, I guess, cheap enough to produce or they thought that this was enough of a marketing strategy where they'd time the game to come out right alongside the movie. And... You know, these games are often not great, but every now and again, you find a gem, right? Those, the Toy Story games are kind of famously pretty good. Toy Story 2 and 3 are both a lot of fun. Hey, yeah. Let me interrupt you here. Let me hit you with the hot, 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 hot seat question. <laughs> <laughs> think, think of a recent kids movie that came out, recent, that doesn't have a game that you would want a game for. It's a recent film. What's a recent oh. game you want a movie tie into? What's... What are you thinking? Mm. <laughs> am I am I out of touch? The first thing that came to my mind was How to Train Your Dragon. I'm like, no, that's really old and does have games. <laughs> so that's a terrible answer. Uh, awful. I don't even know if I know what kids' movies these days. What are kids watching? Roblox? I don't know. Is that a movie? I'm like I a Roblox know. game. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to type in. I'm going to Google recent kids' movies right here on air. We've got uh, Hotel Tra- Transylvania. That's old. Okay. That's not recent. I typed in recent. But maybe it doesn't know what recent means. It's like, you mean this century or... <laughs> kids movies in theaters now in 2022. Uh, yes. I, uh, uh, Disney's Lightyear. I mean... That'd be great. I, I'd love a, a Lightyear. Anything in the Toy Story universe would be wonderful. I, I almost said Sonic the Hedgehog 2. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if that had a game? <laughs> Kind of would be honestly ah. okay. This is this is a cheating answer, but um, I think that a good one would be 
Toy Story 4. So the other Toy Story tie-in games, especially Toy Story 2 and 3, all very good. Yeah. Like, like shockingly good. But Toy Story 4 came out after that era. So there never was, as far as I know, a Toy Story 4 video game. Yeah. And it'd be a 3D platformer, probably collect-a-thon right in my wheelhouse. Sign me up. Sign you Give up. It to me. Well, well, let's get back to Rango. Sorry I, I surprise hot-seated you. No, that's okay, Redacted Champ. I forgive you. <laughs> um, yeah, Rango, I mean, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm here to say, pretty awesome. Pretty good game. Now, you have to grade it on the Steve Bell curve. You know, you have to assume that when I say it's pretty awesome, it's like a... You know, it's a solid eight out of ten. It's half decent. Oh, you're going to but, say okay, eight. All uh-huh. right. No, it 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 is fun. It plays like uh. Now this is going to sound like I'm overselling it, but I swear to God, these are real influences. It plays like a Ratchet and Clank game with some uncharted energy. You do a lot of like mm. hanging off of cliff edges and hopping from colored ledge to colored ledge. A lot of big sweeping camera angles and stuff like that, and then. The combat is you firing like pistols and shotguns and stuff on a bunch of enemies, and then they explode into a bunch of different collectible objects, just like the bolts from Ratchet and Clank. So it they they wear their inspiration on their sleeve, and yeah, the combat can get like a little repetitive, but really, it's extremely well made. They mix it up. Sometimes you're doing like these like auto scroller chase levels. Sometimes you're doing platforming. Sometimes more combat heavy. It's just I think. It's a pretty decent uh, little obscure Jasper on the mm. PS3. Honestly, it it must be well-known or well-loved for some reason, because for some reason it holds like a little bit of value. It's like a $25, $30 oh, game, which shit. is just surprising for a game of that era. Yeah. Um, so I don't think I'm the first one to find and appreciate this, but it is cool. If you're someone who likes digging into kind of the depths of a – of a console's library and playing some of the weirder stuff that you're not sure uh, how it's going to play. Rango is, it's a, a pleasant surprise for sure. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I was going to ask, cause I wasn't sure if you had said what you played it on, but when you said PS3, I immediately could picture the case. Like I've seen that in yeah. lots a thousand times and been like, why is that in here? But now yeah. I get it. Now it's, it's apparently not too shabby. We're hearing. All yeah. right. Quite, quite fun. Do recommend now. Anything else you've been cooking on? Yeah, dude. So there's a little game, just a little quick, easy beat called Ghost and Goblins on the oh, NES. We've speaking all of games it. for babies. Games. So he got stuck, stuck in <laughs> Mystic Quest, but he beat Ghosts and Goblins. What is with this guy? I mean, it doesn't come easy, man. I mean, we're talking a game that I put in and did my turtles training regimen on. Like, mm-hmm. I tackled it with the EverDrive first incremented my way up did some safe states in some areas just to kind of get it down and then went to the actual cartridge and tried to string it all together here's the problem with that you, you you're a speed runner uh occasionally yeah. you know the you know rng you know oh, yeah. you know the, the pitfalls <laughs> and pratfalls of rng this should be called r this should be called ghost in rng <laughs> or 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 RNG and goblins. I don't know. Take, take it home and figure it out. But it's if you you can practice, you can use safe states and practice a spot, but it will never ever look like that again because enemies spawn oh. at any rate, at any point, 
randomly uh sometimes invisibly so the game's hit detection is terrible sometimes you can just be running around and get hit by a stray bullet that you didn't see because maybe it was out of sync with your refresh rate (laughs) oh you can uh i mean it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting thing with this game because it is such a notch in the belt among folks that love to defeat some of the NES's more challenging games, right? Ghost and Goblins is right yeah. up there with Silver Surfer and Battletoads and Turtles, and the list goes on. So it's a game I felt like I had to beat, and I think the, the games like that tend to give you Stockholm Syndrome, where, where you, yeah. you don't enjoy it because it's so frustrating, and as you're playing it, you're like, none of this makes sense. Why would you, why would you put that guy there? Why are you doing this? <laughs> why, why didn't you program this better? But then when you get when you beat it, you're like, uh, I'm the man. That game's basically near perfect. There was nothing wrong with that game that I just beat. <laughs> uh, perfect. Perfect game. Perfect game. So this one infamously has the two loops. You get to the end. Yeah. He sends you all the way back. You got to do it over. In the second, no one really talks about the second loop. People kind of describe it as if, and then you just do it all over again. Wrong. It's harder. <laughs> The second loop is harder. <laughs> the enemies are faster, and their projectiles are faster, and their the patterns are a little bit different. So it's not just like you just do it again. It's definitely harder. So when I went through it, uh, when I practiced it, I just went through it the first time. And then I was I put together that run. We opened up a whole new can of worms on that second run through. I was like, this is like a brand new <laughs> fucking game. But this is what happened to me, Steve. So we all, we, we you know... Uh, you're you're close enough to my age to to remember the days where uh, you just sometimes had to leave the system on overnight because you yeah yep turn the TV off you leave the system on and you're yeah. like man I hope that is still there's a there's like a seventy percent shot that that'll still be up and running and not frozen when I get back but yeah not frozen or like on fire that was always a fear of mine like somehow yeah. without me staring at it the house would burn down yep like played the NES my entire life never smelled smoke but for some reason when I'm not near it it's just going to pass out and die. <laughs> So anyway, I still have that fear sometimes, right? so I get it. So I, I I played, and I get all the way through. So there's um, there's levels one through six. You, you defeat the bad king. You start through. You go through one through six again. I get to the second, fifth stage. Okay, we're knocking on the door. We're about yeah, to beat it. We're right there. It's like 1145 at night on a work night. And I'm like, I mean, I've done it. I've already done it once. I can do it again. Yeah. I don't. It gets to be like 115, and I'm still stuck on the same stage. So I'm like, ah. And oh. I've stretched it where I made, like, you know how you do, you made a little bit of progress, and you're like, oh, I got it next time. I got it next time. <laughs> and then you don't got it next time, and you're like, well, maybe the next time. And then by then, it's too late. So I'm like, ah, I made the decision. We're going to turn off the PVM. We're going to go to bed, and then we're going to come back and do this tomorrow. And I came back that morning. I got up 30 minutes early. I had no sleep. I went to bed way too late, woke up way too early because I was like, I need to get this in before work. Heaven forbid that I have my NES on more hours while I'm awake. <laughs> yeah. So I, I go down there <laughs> no, and try again. No. no no dice. Still bad at it. I'm like, God uh, dang it. All right, let's keep it. Paul, turn the screen back off. Let's go to work. Get some meetings out of the way. Come back at lunch. Let's try it again. No go. Uh, Got to do the whole thing. Again. Come back. Last meeting. You know, this is a, it's on a Friday. The last meeting's over. I'm like, fuck it. Nobody's going to be looking for me at work. Let's slide on into this living room. Let's get this done. I go in there. My dumb ass in that game, the game has infinite continues. And you're thinking, Trav, a game has infinite continues. How hard can it be? Infinite <laughs> continues. You just try forever, and then you beat it. It's got to be the hardest game with infinite continues. It's got to be. <laughs> that does you no favors. If anything, it just makes you keep playing it, which is not good. So... When you get a game over, 
it takes you back to the main screen and it default selects one player and then there's two players and there's continue so if you accidentally hit start you just lost your continue right and i did that Oof. I was like, oh. and I stare. Sometimes, if you let that time out, you can actually hit select, and because it, it, it'll just start the demo, and mm-hmm. you can hit select, and it'll take you into your continue. And I thought that's what happened. I thought like I just wasn't paying it. Maybe I looked at my phone too long, and I'm like, oh shit, and hit. No, I had apparently lost. Oh, I apparently hit start. Buddy. I had to start <laughs> the whole game over. So I sat there for a solid like, honestly, it was. It felt like two hours, but. Probably 30 seconds just staring at my TV like, you got to be fucking kidding me, man. I got to go through all that again. Ah. (laughs) So I did it. And for some reason, that run, basically, I think I maybe got a game over like three times, which is to say that I died like less than two times. Your skills were honed in. You were sharpened. You were ready. I know. I know. And there's a part in the game where, uh, not to get too into the weeds, I know I've been going on pretty long about this game, but... There's a very infamous part of that game where there is a red devil. The red devil is the most menacing son of a bitch in the whole game. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you re- read it, read any blog from 1997, people hate it. <laughs> the red devil on the steps near the end of the game had been beating me up. I had about a 20% success rate with that son of a bitch. And in that last run, I go to fight him. He goes, I go up the steps, I spawn him, and he swoops down and misses me and despawned himself. He went right off the screen. Oh, oh, oh so I just idiot. I looked around. And I was like, "Where'd you go, bud? Didn't you want to fight?" No, nah, he gone. He gone. <laughs> he gone. God deleted him. So uh, I just went up. I just went up and won. So all in all, pretty good. Pretty good little notch in the belt there with Ghost and Goblins. Yeah, it's a game that man. I just I can't recommend it to anybody sane. But <laughs> you already know whether or not you want to play this game. Yeah. If you want the adrenaline rush, you know that this game is for you. Now, you got another one of them hard boys in your sights now. Whenever I do, like, recently I beat Ninja Gaiden is probably the most yeah. recent example of, like, one of these. And I was like, mm. I, w- I was ready. I was like, what's, what's my next victim? What else can yeah. I take down? You, you eyeing anything? Well, I, that's same with Turtles. And i tell you what's been helping me a lot. I'm going to shout him out again. Ryu, uh, a YouTuber, yeah. has a nice little debunking the difficulty. Now, he did, he, he, he's, a, he's, a big, he's a big fat liar when it comes to Ghosts and Goblins because he's like, <laughs> oh, all you got to oh. do is learn how to beat the Red Devils. And that's not true. That helps you with the Red Devils, but the rest of the game's still hard. But uh, he he also has uh, some videos about um, Ninja Gaiden, and that's a series I've not cracked into. Mainly, be I've just been intimidated by it, to be quite frank. Uh, that might be one of the next ones I jump into. I also have like mm. Battle Toads hanging out there. All right. Maybe uh, too good. I think you could do Ninja Gaiden without too much concern. It took me, I'd say. Like nine hours total yeah. to put to, to string together a winning run. Now, I was streaming, so you know I'm goofing around, goofing. probably a little bit of performance anxiety and uh, things like that. But I, I'm pretty sure you could you could take it down as a seasoned NES vet. I don't think you would struggle too hard. Does that one have the infinite continues? No, no. But no. Th- doesn't they switch it up in two and three? Do something different with your deaths and lives? I think. Yeah, I forget how they change it. Two was a lot easier than three. I basically oh. got with the experience, or two was a lot easier than one. I mean, with the experience of one, I was able to get through two with not too much difficulty. But the thing with one is all the difficulty really is in the back two or the final two stages. Mm-hmm. Once you're familiar with it, you're cruising through those first four worlds, and you might not even die. Like you, you'll be fine. So you really just have like a ten minute time tax to to get back up to where you need to be to then 
use the existing lives and continues to to make it so is it all uh pretty predictable like most of the enemies are appearing in the same spots each each and very every time. very predictable oh yeah. man see you don't get that with that g and g that's uh mm. that's a bear a bear of a game Ooh. Very, very consistent. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I beat one more game just last night, in fact. I did the thing where I started this up and uh, spent... I I started it with just enough time to make the decision, am I going to push through and finish this before bed or not? That is Escape Academy. The Escape Academy. Now, it's a pretty cool idea for a game. Pretty fun. Uh, This is a escape room video game. So mm. what happened is during the pandemic, apparently, folks that their actual job is designing escape rooms, they're like, well, we're not doing a lot of in-person escape rooms right now because of the pandemic. So yeah. they switched over to video escape rooms and they designed a game that's just a series of different escape rooms. And then it's it's wrapped around this sort of like silly, kind of very light story around. Uh, it's a college, it's a university that specifically is training people to get a degree in escaping and so everything you do is like coursework to get your escaping degree uh, so you can be a master escaper. But it's just like a run of like 10 to 15 different escape rooms. Uh, and if you you know if you're the type of person that likes this sort of puzzle, this sort of like abstract like point and click seek and find puzzle with a little bit of logic puzzle and a little bit of like critical thinking type stuff mixed in. Uh, but if you are a fan of escape rooms, which I really am, it does a pretty good job. Maybe maybe skews a little on the easy side, but that's okay. Made for a no-friction playthrough. And the coolest thing is, it's designed for multiplayer. So the reason I played it is I had a friend over, and she and I did split-screen co-op the oh. entire game. And then uh, Leah was like uh, commanding us and telling us what to do. But uh, the entire game is split-screen co-op or online multiplayer. And you can have two different people working in two different areas. You know, there's a lot of sections where, like, someone has to be looking at something and, and reading information for the other person. You'd be like, uh, I'm seeing a red B. And she'll be like, oh, that that ciphers to a triangle. And you're like, ha I'll press the triangle button. It's a lot of stuff like that. But quite <laughs> enjoyable. Like a four-hour game. Not too long. I think it's on uh, Game Pass on Xbox. So folks may already have access to it and just not realize it. And pretty fun good stuff nice all right leah quarterback in there huh yeah oh yeah so that's that's her specialty that's her move all right she doesn't want it you try to hand her the controller it's like it's like two negatively charged magnets she won't grab that thing she's like <laughs> no i don't i don't want to be the driver but damned if i don't want to call the shots from the back and be like i wouldn't have done that <laughs> you, you messed that up <laughs> bust a nut bust bust a nut uh backseat driving you love them i know you love them on your stream so you married one. Oh yeah you marry <laughs> yeah, one get it ever tell me what to do tell me what i'm doing wrong and how you would do it better everyone please get in here uh good uh, stuff man well speaking of the escape academy let's get out of here <laughs> and let's get to the what are we doing here beat tweets all right <laughs> just beat it folks you know i mean if you're new here, hi. Uh, to yeah, get hello. to get into this next part of the show, you can do this. You can do this by yourself. Uh, you just gotta uh, get a Twitter account, beat some games, uh, take some screenshots and pictures with your phone. Make sure the re- make sure the lighting is just so that we get a little bit like a weird reflection of you in the screen. That's always good. 
Love, yeah, love to see you hunched over holding your cell phone. All right, that's that's the dream. <laughs> love that. And then uh, write some words about that game. Tell us what you liked, what you didn't like. Recommend it. Uh, don't recommend it. Let people know what's up. And uh, you want to hashtag that? Just beat it. Just like that. Just like that Michael Jackson song. Um, you know, it's just that's just the way it works. And at Polykill on there as well, so that we make sure that it's for us. And that's how, you know, if you beat enough games, you get to be the polykiller, like the folks that are polykillers and runner-ups like we're about to describe. Or Steve might pull one of your tweets out and stick it into the random beat tweet section of the show that we're going to get to here in just a minute. But Steve, tell me, what do we have here? We have, uh, I see three names listed here, and uh, I see a whole bunch of games, but I'm a little confused about what's going on. Yeah, so we had someone that kind of entered their villain arc. Uh, during this most recent run uh we've got some what i would call traditional poly killers we got a couple of folks here on the docket that were just out there pam 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 finding new games knocking out games that they've never played before all sorts of stuff but we had we had a third fella we had a a top spot one two three god this fucking guy he says i choose violence i choose violence so i think he had a little bit of a uh, feather in his cap and was like, I'm going to beat Super Mario Bros. And then I'm going to rebeat Super Mario Bros. And then I'm going to beat Super Mario Bros. a third time. He did it 36 times. He wrote 36 unique beat tweets. Mm. All Super Mario Bros. Basically, every version of Super Mario Bros. he owns, he's playing. Game Boy Advance versions, virtual console versions, busted out the NES Classic. He's doing second quest. He's playing as Mario and Luigi. The man went haywire. Uh, and so, you know, depending on how you want to call that, you know, depending on how the administrative approvals work, you could maybe say he's a poly killer, but I'm going to say he's a poly pooper. Right? <gasps> this guy's a poly Whoa! pooper. Oh, I, t- I tell you what's uh, <laughs> I tell you what's fun being the uh, being logged into that uh, that poly kill Twitter accounts for about six hours on uh on what what day was that even saturday there are lots of notifications coming that way a lot yes yeah he, he made a graphic he made his own special graphic to show all the versions and all the courses and things that he beat it was it was something to see it and, was and let's be honest that helps you out a lot i mean if you got to pull together the beat sheet he did you the extra favor he went through. He made. He knew he was. He knew he was making a statement, but he also tried to make it easy on you. Let's, let's give credit where it's due. Okay. He organized yeah. it into a neat table, color coded graphic. That's very nice of him. In terms of someone who is literally assaulting me with beat tweets, like slapping me in the face with a piping hot salami of beat tweets, <laughs> he was as cordial and considerate as he could have. He warned me ahead of time that he had something cooking. Mm-hmm. He sent them all out. He sent a final. Like a flare up at the end that said, guys, I'm done. Here's the graphic. Here's everything I did. Uh, I even shot him a message and he explained to me what the process was like and how he was working through those games for a couple of days and got better. And by the end, he was just cranking out, you know, 10, 15 minute Mario runs like it was nothing. So kudos top spot for whatever we call that for all that poly pooping that you did. And I'll say this, uh, what he did. Not easy. Mario's hard. Mario's hard. I'm not good at that game. And he beat, I mean, the second quest I'm pretty sure is harder. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, harder. It is. Yeah. yeah, and he beat that twice. Uh, and with Luigi. I mean, I don't know. I think it's kind of neat. Uh, I, I I think it's more than kind of neat. I think it's pretty neat. 
So 36 yeah. beats on, I think, 10 different games? The way that you would... Yeah, I, I, I believe so. 10 different versions. Okay. So, so let's yeah. say the even... NES version, All-Stars version, Game Boy Color versions, everything. Now, we're not... We we're not going to take on the responsibility of being beat cops, okay? We no. just we just pull in tweets and we're just we're just here for fun. But let's say let's say if we were to say, okay, second quests are just too much. Come on, what are you doing? If we were to say that <laughs> and he still had ten ten wins under his belt, would he would he have been the poly killer at that point? Yeah. Even without all the fanciness, if he just straight beat every version, he still would have barely eked out poly killer. So Kudos. Again, I'm not here to litigate what does or doesn't count as a beat tweet. I know what you're thinking. What the hell, Steve? You are literally the one who has to litigate that. <laughs> but no. It's it's a, it's a gut thing. All right? It's like porn. You know it when you see it. You know if it counts or not. And normally I would not. You know, if someone says I beat Mortal Kombat with every character, I'd be like, all right, buddy, I'm pulling. That's one that's Mortal one. Kombat. Yeah. But in a case like this, I gotta respect the pageantry. I gotta respect the mm-hmm. showmanship. Oh, the showmanship was uh, outstanding. I mean, those tweets, yeah. very, very well scripted. Yeah, he, he was he was lit milking everything you can say about you know a five to ten minute Mario run where you warp to four one and then warp mm-hmm. to eight one and hop through. It's like dang, good good on you. So All top right. spot, I stand in awe. Hand hand to chest, hand to heart. Well done. Yeah, well done. Well, now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about the real poly killers. Yeah, let's talk about the gamers. All yeah, right. the real gamers in here. Well, we got a runner-up tonight. It's Scatching Abbey's Scooching Hoobles, if you will. Now, this guy, now this counts. Listen to this. We got Elden Ring, which oh, I'm pretty sure he's beaten already, but whatever. Maybe maybe you tossed in another 40-hour run, you know? Yeah. What's wrong with that? That's still That's hard. Right. Yeah. Guitar Hero 2, Bloodborne, plus some DLC on that uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, Nitro Plus Blasters. Now, is there should there be a comma there, Steve? Do I keep nope, going? Nope, is that... that's one full title. All right, let me title. let me take it back. Nitro Plus Blasters, Heroines Infinite Duel, The Bunker, and Erica. And Erica, I hear is actually pretty good. I mean, the, the, a lot of those were very good, but Erica, I recall being an FMV game that he discovered on Game Pass that I think or PSN. Um, that sounds pretty fun, actually. But good, good job, Scooch and Hoobies. Yeah, good stuff. I, I have said this to Scotch and Hoppy's face, Scotch and Hoppy's digital face. <laughs> uh, but I always love to see a guitar hero. I always love mm-hmm. to see a guitar hero. Uh, more love for those rhythm games. In fact, this that'll bring me right into our poly killer. I'll bring it. A familiar face to the champion podium. All right, familiar to the gold medal. Vyar forty-five. Vyar coming in, beating Half-Life two. Tekken 4, Half-Life 2 Lost Coast, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Soul Calibur 2, Call of Duty Black Ops, Rock Band, mm. and Half-Life 2 Episode 1. Love to see that Rock Band. Uh, be- be- it's a beautiful thing. Thank you to the Rhythm Gamers out there. And I love how both of these folks put up some legit solid beats and then tucked in a couple of fighting games there for good measure. I see you fighting <laughs> game players, all right? I'm aware of what a Travi 2 beats looks like, but th- there's plenty of meat on the bone there as well. So yeah, absolutely. And I can tell that Vyar here, a few Half-Lifes under his belt. I think he's trying to work toward a Tales of the Lesser Medium. I think he's trying to I think he's trying to work his way uh, down the episode list there. So he's about to get through the Half-Life, the Half-Life block episodes. So, um, Vyar, I hope you do enjoy them when you get there. All right. Yeah. 
Very much so. Let's get to some of these random beat tweets. We got Matt Waters at Muddy River 68. Nearly nice with that 68. Uh, I just finished uh, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy on the Switch. I missed the Jedi Knight series when it came out. Glad I finally got started. The combat loop is a blast and the story is great. Could have done without gunfighting or riding a speeder, but otherwise, it's a great time. There you go. Too, Star Wars action. Seems like riding a speeder would be the fun part, but I have not played, so I don't know. Yeah. Some games, you know, it's like, uh, what is that? Is it the, uh, no, I guess I'm just thinking of Halo. I don't like riding that thing. That Warthog? It's never fun the first time you're in it. I think later in the game, you're like, I've got this. It's all sticks. But the first time you're in it, you're just banging off cliff's edges and backing into trees. And It is like... It is like driving, like a rear-wheel drive car in the snow. Yeah. The entire time, so. True, true. I, I get that. Uh, do we do we have a signature hot take alarm? A little, because we got a hot take coming in. Oh, we better get ready for it. shit. Okay. Here we go. All Mr. Right. Mullet Gaming is pulling no punches. He says, Super Mario Bros. 2, I think this is an overrated NES game. What? The jank, RNG, lag, bad level design, and overall confusing concept hinder this title tremendously. I think it's a little sassy. He's a little, little punk attitude right here. He says, sorry, not sorry. Whoa. <laughs> Mr. Mullet. Which one, though? Are you sorry or not sorry? You can't yeah. be both. Oh, man. That game uh, is is near perfect, in my opinion. So I, don't, I love that game. It's I think, great. I know Mr. Mullet. This is nothing about you. I, I like Mr. Mullet, but uh, this is a terrible opinion, and I hard disagree. <laughs> <laughs> hard disagree. Fantastic Man, game. Rock it out with that princess. She's got that float, dude. You just float through the yeah, levels. You get to play as Toad. Little wiggly little limbs. Mm. Come on. Oh, and, and the game where you can play as Toad is good. And when Luigi jumps, his little legs kick. It's so <laughs> yeah. cute. <laughs> ah, it's such a good game. Oh. Sorry, sorry you didn't like it, Mullet. That's all right. Yeah. Up next, we got Scooch and Hoobles, uh, Bloodborne and the DLC. Played this game entirely co-op with a friend. Wow. I love the aesthetic of this game and the playstyle, but its maps are so confusing it makes it tough to actually play. My least favorite FromSoft game I've played so far. And hey, at least he could beat it and have that opinion. I feel like a lot of people dog on these games without getting them credits. I know I would. Um, yeah. But he's like, listen, I I dominated it. It's not my favorite. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Respect. Yeah, fair, fair. I, again, another hard disagree, but I'm not here to pick <laughs> fights with every single beat tweeter. Are you? Because uh, you're starting it. Pick a fight with Greg. I, I mean, I, I did specifically pull these, so I have no one to blame but myself. <laughs> Everyone who comes up to me, I'm like, get out of my, get off my lawn. I'd like to see like, it. You, you invited me. I'd like to see you pick a fight with LHC Greg here. No, no way I could. If I did, it would be out of jealousy because he just beat Hades on a 41 heat run. I spent far too much time at the bottom of the bathtub curve of difficulty. It was hard until I did enough meta progression and learning of patterns to get my first win, then smooth sailing for over 100 clears, then some high heat clears. So, I know you are not uh, a modern games fella, but I don't know what he just context, said. For context, for you and for everyone out there who maybe hasn't played Hades, 41 heat, heat is an optional difficulty modifier. You get a little bit better like rewards uh, by turning on extra difficulty. So things like, you know, bosses are more aggressive and have more difficult attack patterns. Enemies mm. have more health, higher chance to spawn 
elite difficult enemies uh, all the way up to like you can't choose what boons you get you have to beat the levels within nine minutes or you're punished all sorts of stuff to make it harder and 41 heat is a lot it's like the equivalent of turning on like half of the skulls in a halo game it's just it's absolutely masochistic so i don't know that i've ever met anyone who's beaten something on 41 heat uh greg i stand in awe wow greg i'm hearing that that 41 heat must be celsius must be pretty hot good job <laughs> oh good job out there heck yeah all right up next speaking of someone who uses celsius it's going to be our canadian pal round two game <laughs> i'm segueing my ass off you are doing so good tonight. He's working for his paycheck today. Busted it. Uh, absolutely adored Tunic. A little late to the party, but I can definitely say the praise it's received has been entirely deserved. Gorgeous aesthetic, fantastic music, and hair-pulling but rewarding difficulty. Tough bosses. Highly recommended. Now, Steve, you and I yeah. both know when we're talking about round two gaming, we're talking about a very skilled gamer. Someone oh, who yeah. never really remarks about difficulty unless it's being unfair to him. Very pragmatic, very logical mm -hmm. person. Am I hearing that Tunic was hair-pullingly hard for my man Dean? Now that scares me right away. I I think you could do it. I think you could do it. Now, I have nothing but respect for Dean. I see a Tunic B tweet and I say to myself, bust a nut, but... <laughs> I don't th I don't think it's as difficult as a 41 heat Hades run or maybe even out of Bloodborne. The, the bosses can be doozies. One or two in particular I had to spend, you know, double digi attempts to get through. Wow. But very much very much worth the struggle. I don't know. I think you might like this game. It's got big Zelda energy uh and and some other fancy stuff on top of it. So, hip how? Hip how? Dean, thank you for beating Tunic. I love to see a Tunic beat Tweet yeah all right next one got mr marshall sir flynn one says double dragon neon this game is freaking awesome take everything great about double throw an 80s aesthetic and soundtrack onto it and add super moves boom masterpiece humor's great <laughs> it even pokes fun at its predecessors highly recommend the only thing i remember about double dragon neon is i played this co-op with a friend years and years ago around when it came out and there's a button to high-five the other player. And when you press it, the character shouts, Slap your hand against my hand, bro! <laughs> Good game. Good game. Way forward developed, too, which is, you know, maybe worth it. Could mentioning. they not afford the copyright to say high-five? Is that is <laughs> it's that too, taken by Hulk Hogan? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. True. But... Good beat. Good beat. Fun game. Yeah. Check out the Tales on Double Dragon, too. Let's just plug everything while we're at it. Speaking of plugging, we got Weedo coming up, who was in our uh, charity stream and masterfully played through some Quake maps. And here we have Quake again. Quake Prototype Jam 3. 30 insane speed maps, which took me over nine hours to complete. Really great stuff in there. Ended with the craziest map by Mazu which feels like a whole new game. First full map pack I completed on stream as well, and there's more to come. This guy quakes, bro. Steve, this guy quakes. He, he, he quakes hard. He's infamous amongst these Quakers. The kids that quake, they know yeah. the Lido. Oh, for sure. And I was on display in the charity stream. They turned up for some Lido. They did. And, I, you know, shout out to Lido. This has happened for a couple of folks after our charity stream. 
but was not streaming, was not a streamer, mm -hmm. but helped out, you know, offered their services, pitched in, learned the whole process for the charity stream, and I think a little bit of that bug, and Weedo's been going going hard on the Twitch ever since. So, you know, if you all are looking for some high quality, top tier Quake gameplay, Weedo, W-I-E-D-O 84 uh, on Twitch. She's doing good stuff out there. Yeah, and all you new Twitch streamers, when you get big, don't forget the little guys down here at Polymedia, you know? We don't forget where you started. Don't remember, forget your remember roots. who hoisted you. <laughs> oh, speaking of people that hoist me, we got our buddy Rusty Lewis. R.V. E. Lewis, 2011. What does it mean? <laughs> it, it, it is what it is. He says, he says, if this is where bees make honey, I want no part in it. I was hoping for a decent indie title. But there's just no real redeeming qualities about this one, unfortunately. Outside of some neat puzzle ideas that don't amount to much. Hashtag for trophies. Hashtag just beat it. Now, I got one. Him saying outside of some neat puzzle ideas that don't amount to much. That's him really. He's grasping to maintain his positive attitude that he brings to a beat tweet. I have played Where the Bees Make Honey. Oh, okay. This was on sale on PlayStation a year or two ago. And I thought, a dollar or two, let's try it. This game is not good. It is like, <laughs> it is not good. Man, that's a but lot coming the, from you, Steve. Let me just say, yeah. that's, that doesn't, uh, I know that doesn't, that doesn't trickle out of your mouth uh, lightly. You mean it when no. you say a game is bad. I would struggle to find someone that like, I always ask myself this question. Every game I play, I'm like, do you think this is anyone's favorite game? Like, I play Rango on PS3, and I'm like, is Rango someone's favorite game? And I'm always like, gotta be someone. Some kid grew up on Rango. Mm -hmm. The nostalgia's too strong. You know, they're 21 now, and they're Love the looking movie. back on their younger days. Big Johnny Those Depp fan. Easy summers. Yeah, Loves big, lizards. Big JD Has fan. four lizards. Yeah. <laughs> Can't get enough. Uh, but this one, Where the Bees Make Honey, this is no one's favorite game. There's not a person alive. <laughs> I would argue not even the developer. But here's the thing. He's, he says hashtag for trophies. Here's where my garbage mindset comes in. You play through this game. It's one of the games. This is kind of a known thing on PlayStation. Some some folks might be familiar with this practice. There are games that are very clearly produced very quickly and not really designed to be fun, but they shovel trophies at you. Then they'll give you a platinum mm. trophy within a minute or two. They want you, you in know, there. The first example of that, and one that people actually look back on pretty fondly, is the My Name is Mayo game that mm -hmm. you played not long ago. Yeah. But a lot of developers saw that and they said, what if we did that but like didn't even make any jokes? We just like shoveled garbage for two minutes and then you get a bunch of trophies. I didn't realize that this was one of those games when I played it. So you play through the whole game. I got all, all but one trophy. And it only takes like an hour, hour and change to play through. It's real short. And there's at the very end of the game, you make a decision. You basically choose like A or B. Do you want the good ending or the bad ending? It's like, a, do you want to go back to your old life or start a new life? <laughs> Riveting story details. But because I'm such such an addict, because I have so low so low willpower, I played through the entire game a second time mm. to get that other ending, just to get the platinum trophy. So, wow. Rusty, I've been there. I know your pain. I know your plight. He probably chose this game because he was comparing his trophy list with to mine, yours, and he was yeah. like, what the hell is this? 
Uh, I'm sorry that I led you down this path. There's there's no sweetness in that, honey, buddy. What's the count? I know you guys were what you were locked at around seventy something at one point. What's? Uh... Oh yeah, I mean I'm up to ninety. And he's uh, I think he's around eighty or so. Wow. All right, bringing up the old rears there, but still hot, still a hot contest. Yeah. I got my one, and I'm coming in strong. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the second. My name is Mayo, and you guys are gonna look down and see like, oh shit, here he comes. He's got yeah. two. <laughs> Come at me, buddy. First to a hundred. It's anyone's game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'd rather die. Okay, up next we got Captain <laughs> Drachma. He says, Polykill, I just beat it. Portal. Whoa. I'm going to switch over to a Keanu now. Whoa. Uh, I hardly have words for the experience I just had. Absolutely incredible. Ingenious game design. When did this masterpiece come out? 2007? What took me so long? And yeah, what took you so long, Captain Drachma? What are you doing not playing Portal? I I don't understand. I mean, a real tonal shift from where the bees make honey. I tell. I know to like one of the greatest masterpieces ever. I mean, Portal Two. Has he not played that? Play that immediately. Yeah, you're gonna. If you like Portal, you're gonna play Portal Two. You're gonna be like, holy crap! You're gonna fucking. Stri- I mean, we've been. It's we've been going really hard on this the whole episode. But you will fucking bust a nut when you play Portal you Two. You will a real nut. <laughs> <laughs> it will fucking bust, dude. It's so good. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. And, I mean, I'm sure that was a 2007 game for the challenge. Yeah. Uh, it's real suspicious. Everyone suddenly knows what year their games came out in. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, buddy. But, yeah, good stuff. Uh, glad to see you playing good games. Yeah, finally. Next up here, we've got Polykiller himself, IR45. says, Half-Life 2 on PC is a very good game with a very bad end boss. I think a lot of people agree with that. Mm-hmm. It has some technical problems keeping it from being a 10 out of 10 for me. This is also my beat for episode 16 of Cartridge Club, and I'm glad I can finally listen to the ah. Half-Life 2 episode of Tales of the Lesser Media. That's he what is, I love. He is, in fact, grinding towards that Tales episode. So Bring it. You mentioned it earlier. I didn't want to I didn't want to bust the nut too soon. There you go. Thank you for uh, not. But here it is. Here I'm, it is. I'm very often guilty of that. I appreciate you holding off. <laughs> uh, that's good. Yeah, good job, Bayar. That's, uh, yeah. ho- hopefully you enjoy those episodes. It's some of Caleb's finest work. That goddamn Gordon Freeman voice haunts my nightmares. <laughs> All right. Up next, we got Jeremy RB, which I'm going to just assume is Jeremy running back. I'm just going to think he plays for the Chiefs. He's just <laughs> he's just a real strong third down back for the Chiefs. Uh, he's at Jeremy3EB. I've, se- I've seen the, I've seen old Jeremy around before. He says, just beat it Quake on Switch. Weedo probably is very excited right now that he has a Quake disciple. Yeah. Uh, but he finished uh, Quake on Switch. He said, played this game a lot back in the day, almost exclusively multiplayer. I don't think I ever got through the single-player campaign, so this changes that. Polykill, Switch screenshot sharing isn't working again. And I hate that. So we didn't get the screenshot, so yeah. that's too bad. No but screenshot. We, no. But we did get Normally the Normally we need one, but uh, Honor System. Honor System. Jeremy, I trust you. Yeah. You, you always deliver screenshots when you can, so don't don't fret. Don't fret. Who, who, would, who would go through the trouble of writing a beat tweet that sounds so real? And not not even just fake a screenshot off the Googles, you know? I'm like, I yeah. trust you, Jeremy. Yeah, you're good. Go Chiefs. And good job with the Quake. Good job with the Quake. Yeah. You know, I've never played Quake, but just being around Weedo, like, I get excited when someone mentions Quake. Me I'm like, too. hell yeah, buddy, he's playing Quake. I know. 
I don't know what that means. I checked but... my collection to make sure I had all the quakes. I'm like, I have to make Weedo happy in case he visits. What if he comes over I... from the Netherlands and he's like, where is all your quake? I'm like, I don't know. I gotta go get some quake. <laughs> I think I added the N64 one to my wish list, uh, specifically after talking about them. So. Oh, good stuff. All right. <laughs> Final, final tweet here. Polly Pooper himself, top spot, one, two, three. <laughs> this was the OG. This is the original one. This is the tip of the iceberg. Okay. It says, I just beat the real Cartridge Club game of the month, Super Mario Bros. Original hardware on a CRT. Wow. What can be said about this game that hasn't been said to death? Apparently a lot, because he wrote 35 <laughs> more beat tweets about this game. Says a true bellwether and one of the most important video games ever made for Nintendo and for the industry. Well, that's just true. It is a monumental task to write a beat tweet about a game like Mario because there is truly nothing else to say. But you did your damnedest, man. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Good I, job. I would be interested if he uh, ever dares go in depth about the differences in all these ports. I'm interested to know if there are any you know distinct differences in the playthrough if there's any that do something a little bit different yeah make it I, a little bit tougher one of the versions he played uh was apparently in the nes remix it's called speed mario bros and it's just mario bros at like 1.5 or two times speed wow that's so cool he put that at the tail end he's so familiar with it he was basically playing on fast forward so yeah that's crazy he should have streamed that he should stream some playing some mario he streams already just sure. do it let's see that mario do- have we ever gotten a Nest friend for Mario Bros? No. Like, what would I say that no one... What would I say? Hey, I would love... Guys... I'd love to see you flail in the shallow end on that one. Oh, that'd be so fun. Maybe I should introduce it like no one knows about it. Like, Yeah, it's just a straight review. Like, yeah. A lot of you probably completely... haven't heard about Super Mario Bros, but it's a game about a plumber. Here he is. You know Mario. He was Act actually in Donkey like... Kong. Zoom in on a Koopa. You can jump on turtles in this game? What's going on? <laughs> Cut to my face. That's never happened before, and I'm surprised. Yeah. Good stuff. I don't know. I've never done... I haven't done, like, Kirby or Metroid or Zelda. I don't know. I just... um, I don't know what to say that no one else has ever said, but... I agree with that, but I'm, I'm, I'll be curious. Maybe you just package them all together one yeah. day. I did do a Tetris one, which I had, yeah. I had a lot to say about Tetris. I think Tetris 2 is pretty fun. Okay. Uh, that does it for the beat tweets. Thank you, everyone, for keeping on and beating on top spots. I'm gonna shake your hand. I'm gonna shake your hand, yep. and I'm gonna squeeze it really hard. I'm squeezing it. You feel it? Do you feel I'm squeezing it? It's not letting up. Oh, uh, that was that was fun. Uh, and again, we're not beat cops, so do whatever you want to do. We're just here to have fun. We're just here to we're the, we're the messengers. Two hunks goofing, as they say. Yep, two hunks goofing with a Twitter account. That's what this podcast is. Now it's mm. time. Steve, we've had a pretty fun episode. We've been busting nuts. We've been hippowing. We've had a pretty yeah. good time. I've been laughing a whole lot. But now it's time to get serious and, and show each other our D. I don't I know I know. <laughs> you get through fifty episodes with the guy. Now now Jake I saw Jake's D around thirty three. Around episode thirty three I saw his D. Uh, for you it's different because I don't have you in person like I did him. He I could just peek over the wall and see him pee. For you, we have we're on Discord, which is already a big D. Uh, to show each other our Ds. But no, we got five <laughs> D games coming up. You know, everyone knows what at least one of my top five is going to be. You know what one of mine is, too, I think. Okay. All right. We'll get there. We'll get there. I got to say, <clears throat> was it your experience that this was really hard? I think D is the most stacked letter we've done so far. I was 
I'm so stressed about the games left behind. I have a honorable mention two times the size of my top five. Wow. You know, I didn't even, now I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't even write down any honorable mentions. Uh, but I have some. You know, you're right in that this is a stacked letter. I think A was, oh, maybe it was B. I don't know. We've only done four. I can't remember. But one of the other ones also was it was tough for me because I didn't think any really shined. Like it wasn't a big separation. Mm. For D, I for me, I have I love me some D. And I have a upper echelon of D games here that were so far from the second tier that it was pretty clear cut. But there are quite a few, I'll say unsung D games that I didn't toss out. I'm gonna toss one out right now. I'm gonna say a game that I like in the D in the D. Uh, Dust and Elysian Tale didn't make my top five, but that's a game that it's in, play that. It's in my honorable mentions too. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually blanket put a bunch of games into the honorable mentions here. Uh, all of the Dance Dance Revolution. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That's no, they could, I couldn't pick just one. So don't pick just one. I dare you not to do it. Also, I'm gonna say Donkey Kong on Game Boy. Another honorable mention. That's a great. That's a great. That's that's a yeah. top, that's a top five Game Boy game. Period. To be honest, that with you. is a, that is a top five Game Boy game for sure. Yeah, that's a good one. Honestly, that that was close to eking into my top five. While we're honorable mentioning mm-hmm. Donkey Kong, DK yeah. sixty four is an honorable mention. Oh, me. I never played that. I, I hear good. a lot you, of mixed reviews on really that. Really want to? You gotta want to collect, buddy. You gotta be in the mood to collect. Is that all collecting? But if you're the type of someone who's like. I will collect literally every single icon you put on a map. Boy, you'll bust a nut. I hear, yeah, I hear you on that, bud. Uh, DuckTales, mm. good. Uh, I'm also going to say, now I know this is kind of a contentious topic. When it comes to those Donkey Kong countries, there's a camp of people that say, oh, that original DKC is garbage. You know, it's no good. If you like it, it's because it was the only game you owned and you never played Donkey Kong Country 2. Well, I'm sorry, I did play Donkey Kong Country 2 and I thought it was okay, but... My affection toward that OG Donkey Kong, it just can't be topped. My nostalgia for it is mm-hmm. too strong for to hear your reason and your logic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I love it too Get much. Get out of here with that. <laughs> I love it too much. It's so true. All right, I have a few more honorable menchies, but why don't we get into the top five? Because I'm worried I'm going to honorable menchie one of your bangers. Okay. So, all right. All right. Uh, we'll go first. What's your number five? Number five, my most recent D that I experienced disco elysium whoa i don't think that there's any game out there with better writing and on top of that it has a great soundtrack it is telling a story that i think most other games would completely fall on their face to tell uh really good use of like internal monologue and different like competing elements of oneself uh to do like character customization and and multiple choice stories uh very smart very funny sometimes very sad very heartfelt uh, some of the best characters that I've ever seen. Cam Kitsuragi is maybe the best game sidekick ever. Uh, just a just a good game all around. Heavy, dense, but super super worth your time. Man, I know you saying that made Pam smile, and she never does. Oh, I take it back then. I take it. Back. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I've seen her smile before. But no, that's uh, that's a good choice. I started playing that game, and I was like, "What is this? A book?" And then I stopped playing it. So I, I should get back <laughs> Where's around. Where's my Mr. Quest? <laughs> yeah, where? <laughs> give me something light. Uh, no, here's something that's not light. My number five, 
Uh, I can't believe I did this. I uh, I typed everything out on a notepad and I wrote Dragon Question Eight. Dragon Quest Eight is what I meant to say, <laughs> not question. Yeah. Journey of the Cursed King. That's one you got to earn. That's a hundred plus hour big boy, but mm-hmm. it's it sticks with you. It's really really good. I mean everything from the yeah. music, the visuals, PS2 era. But man, it's like that. I mean when you play Dragon Quest Eleven, you're basically playing Cursed King again. Hey. You know it's. Yep. Still good, still the same stuff. So that's uh, I feel like that one. Great, I haven't played seven, but I feel like eight really set the tone for really the next fifteen years of that franchise. Yeah, it it was definitely at the time it was like a high watermark. Where I was like, whoa, this is like something special. I've got two different save files at various points in the game. One like a third, one like halfway through. One on PS2, one on the 3DS, and I never stopped because. I was I was bored. It was just like I played for thirty hours and then I got distracted by some other shiny object. Yeah, I should go back. I should finish that one up. Oh, it's so long, dude. Here's my memory of Dragon Quest Eight. All right, so I played and I played it all through while I was doing the Polykill podcast. So it's been documented. Okay, there's uh, there's yeah. there's auto, audio record of this experience. But <laughs> I went hard at it. I probably put the first like fifty hours behind me out of the gate. And then after that, it was like a couple months at a time, I would dig in for like little five-hour blocks. And, yeah. and I got stuck at the end. There's, you know, the ending of those games is so protracted. And I was like right at what I thought was the boss. And it's like a big spiral staircase of random fucking encounters. And I just kept getting yep. hammered, had to go back to town. But I remember one night or like one day, uh, the house was clear. It was just me. And I'm like, I'm fucking doing it today. And it was like an extra 10 hours, but I remember like watching, I had forensic files. Uh, I I think it had just hit like Netflix or something. I like started them fresh. I remember watching probably 30 episodes of forensic files on this off to the side while I played this game. And now I can't separate Dragon Quest from murder. All I hear is that guy talking about (laughs) DNA and someone got murdered under a staircase in Florida. That's all I can think about. That's all right. There's worse associations you could make. Sure, sure. All right. Well, speaking of murder, my number four, I think some folks are going to be a little bit uh, upset. They're going to feel a little bit murdered by how low I'm putting this game, but Dark Souls. Whoa! The Dark Souls. I mean- this is no this is no commentary on the quality of the Dark Souls. This is a commentary on the, the uh, on the quality of D games because <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of bangers in there. God, I mean uh, D's bang, hard. D's bang, and that's what we <laughs> got bang. here. We got a bunch it's a of hard list. <laughs> it's a hard rock list. hard list. I mean, any windows for 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 days. D yeah. is in days. Uh, I think that um, our our lists are going to differ because I didn't. You know, I haven't played the Dark Souls. You know, I didn't play. I didn't play True. the. I didn't play the um the 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 goddamn uh, Disco Elysian. So. I mean, I think we're both, we're going to, you're probably going to get, I think we might overlap a little bit. I think folks are going to get about seven to eight real good D's out of this yeah, list. I think, I think it's just going to be a, a menagerie, a menagerie. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Oh, I, oh my. It's, it's going too far, but, uh, a demagerie. Yeah. I got it. Dark uh, Souls, a fun action RPG. I would recommend people try it out. I've heard of it. And our friend Viar showed <laughs> folks within two hour block how to beat it or how to, how to get through the first bit of it as a noob. Nice little walkthrough. Little walkthrough there. True. Very good. You know, now that I think about it, my list kind of just looks like I'm trying to curry favor with a subset of Polykill listeners. Right. Like I picked games that they all like. And that's true. I did do that. So please, <laughs> give me validation. 
Ah, uh, yeah, classic you. Number four for me. Now, this might be, mm, I don't know. I'm going to say Doom 2016 is my number 4D. And it's not the you know, I feel like it flies in the face of my my retro roots, where it's like, well, you should pick old school Doom, buddy. Like, all the 48-year-olds <laughs> listening to this are like, what the fuck? You pick old Doom, <laughs> 1993. But you know what? Doom 2016 is my, I haven't played uh, Doom Eternal, but Doom 2016 is my favorite incarnation of Doom because I thought it brought that old school Doom to life. It's it's exactly how I kind of pictured all that stuff in 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 real life. So I'm going to say Doom 2016 is my catch-all for all the the classic Dooms. I'm going to say that's my number four. That's fair. A monumental task. Something like I'm going to make a new Doom game. That's a bold statement, and for them to come out and actually like deliver and make deliver it live up to the legacy of the old Doom and still feel like old Doom when no shooter does like. Yeah, big big shout out. I I don't think I can blame you there. Right on, man. All right, what's your number? Uh, whatever the hell, three, three. All right, you know whatever one I want to say. Yeah, three. <laughs> now you mentioned that Dragon Quest Eight. Oh, I did. And that's a high, that's a high on the list, boy. But if I have to pick a fave, it's Dragon Quest Five. Mm. Five is my Dragon Quest. Some about Dragon Quest. I haven't played all of them. No. Who, who could? Almost. Almost. That's true. <laughs> it's so There's long. not enough literal. Like uh, human lifetimes <laughs> to play through them all. There's not. Uh, but any one of them that I've played basically could be my favorite because they're like similarish enough and they're yeah. kind of the same vibe a lot of the times. You're sort of like you're 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 drawing the line on pretty minor details in a lot of cases. But I think the reason I like five uh, more than uh, eight or three or the other ones that I that I have played is I like the story being kind of multi generational. Like it, hmm. it, it plays into you growing up, having kids, and then those kids becoming the new like predestined heroes, and you get to fight in parties alongside your kids and stuff. And then on top of that, you know, it's just all the classic Dragon Quest music and yeah. monsters and everything that you want out of a Dragon Quest game. It's just it's phenomenal. I wish there was more ways to play it. The DS version is really really good. It's just kind of hard to come by, but uh, I think it's also a pretty good entry point for Dragon Quest too. So. Five. Five is my is my go-to. Good choice. I've not played a lick of five, but uh, I don't even own five. But you're saying the DS version is a solid version. I might be in. True. Yep. It's good stuff. Very good choice. I'm glad we I'm glad we represented two Dragon Quests here. That makes me feel good Same. about this podcast. We're out there, man. Look, we got different games, folks. This is good. We're not mm-hmm. just we're not just one yeah. dude talking. We're not just the same guy. No. You know, we're versatile. We got different opinions. All right. I'm more of a Final Fantasy IX guy. He's more of a Mystic Quest guy. <laughs> We're just salt and pepper, all right? It's like a sitcom. He's in the Final <laughs> Fantasy IX. He's in the Mystic Quest. And together they live in an apartment in New York. Hey, where's the spoons? <laughs> Do we even have spoons? Anyway, my number three is Dark Cloud 2. Oh, my God. Dark Cloud D-d-d-dose? Yeah, the dose. And you're thinking, Trev, I thought Dark Cloud 1 and 2 were like your favorite games of all time. Like you would put those 1 and 2, but I got a secret surprise up here at the top. But no, I like 2 quite a bit. I like 2 quite he's, a bit. Man, not to stick on this D theme, but I, I think he might be about to double dip on us. I might double dip on you. but uh, We'll see. We'll see. Tell me about Dark Cloud 2. Tell me about Sfita. I need to learn about Sfita. Oh, it's the worst. 
Still, it's the best part. <laughs> it is fun, <laughs> it, it, but it's it, because it's so random. Sometimes you you yeah. get one, you'd be like, "Oh, there's no way I'm making this. There's no way." That's true. That's true. I, I went yeah. through that whole level for this, and I can't be. I, there's no way. Uh, but no, that is fun. So Sveta, by the way, is is you golf at the end of a level. You beat a you beat a dungeon level, and then there's a little bit of golf, which is fun. But that's the thing with that game. It is wrought with systems and mini games mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And I think it, it's so good to an extreme that it, it crosses into the red. The RPMs go a little too high, and that detracts a little bit. It's, it becomes unfocused at some point. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I love that game. And I really, really do. But I think, you know, if I'm comparing it specifically to Dark Cloud 1, which is a very simpler or very simple experience, basically a Zelda with randomly generated dungeons and town building to this, which is that times eight. I think I like the simple version a little bit yeah, more. I'm the same way. But I yeah. but interesting. Dark Cloud 2, I mean, it's still making number three here. It's not like it's bad. Yeah. It's just, to me, not as preferable as the first. All right, all you, all you internet detectives out there. Spot number three, Dark Cloud 2. He says he liked Dark Cloud 1 more. Yeah. Let's see how this unfolds. <laughs> now, I'm going to call your bluff, buddy. Yeah. It's my number two. That's Dark Cloud one. Whoa! Oh, uh, I love that game, and I'm I'm right there with you. I think that the simplicity of the first one is perfect. It is a little bit of a, a demonstration of like sometimes the, the 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 feeling of obligation to add more into your sequel can pull away from what made it special. And I I I don't even begrudge them for doing that because I don't think that at the time Dark Cloud One was developed that most people really had a sense that it was it's kind of like simplicity and the straightforwardness mm-hmm. of it that made it special. It's kind of only in contrast to two that you can really learn to appreciate. That's that. a really good point. Yep. Um, but it, at the end of the day, that, that was my feeling too. There's just one too many systems, a little too complicated, even like, you know, a, maybe a little too story heavy, just slightly uh, imbalanced in terms of the, the stuff, but oh, that dark cloud one, oh, it's so fun. And I, I, I this is one of the earliest PS2 games I ever had. I played it mm-hmm. when it was essentially a relevant new game. And I hadn't played it for a decade or more. And then I went back and I poked at it. That was actually the first game I ever Twitch streamed when I started up my regular streaming. Um Heck yeah, and dude. I was so happy to see that it like it holds up. Yeah. It is still so good. And I, I say this about a lot of games, but I think this is like particularly true of Dark Cloud. Very cozy. Just a really comfy game just a good tuck in get yourself under a blanket and do a couple of uh randomly generated dungeons it's just good it's really really good it does have the weapon breaking both of them do so some people are very turned off by that aspect of the game i like that added challenge it makes it not a hack and slash so you're not just blindly going through i think that would really change the flavor of the game this makes it adds a little element of lookoutness like be alert caution that you that you need to make it fun it's a little wrinkle um, but no, I'm glad you. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad it made your list. And I know that you also are a big fan of Soul Blazer. And I, I know this game really feels like a 3D incarnation of yeah. that, which is how I knew that we would be soulmates for a podcast at some point when I learned these things yeah. about you. So, solid mm-hmm. choice, solid games. Yeah, we'll talk Soul Blazer when we get to S's yeah. in 2026. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. What about you? What's your number two? Dead Space. Oh, this is honorable menchie for me, but a good pick. Oh, it's spooky season's coming up, man. You know I love my spookers, dude. And this was yeah. one that I played when I lived in a dank 
creepy, weird downtown apartment that made the same noises the game made when the game was off. And mm. it was very, and I lived by myself and I didn't know anybody in the town. And I, th- my, uh, uh, the local um, Hollywood video had just gone out of biz. They were selling off all their games. So I picked this one up. Didn't even have the original cover. It had one of those Hollywood video covers with like the checkered background <laughs> and like it, the misspelled shit on the back. It's like, that's space. It's a game about space where you shoot aliens. You're like, there's no G in aliens. So anyway, <laughs> I, I had to work to get the actual case for me. Anyway, Dead Space, put it in there, played it by myself. And I remember the first night that I played it, really getting creeped out living alone yeah. playing that game. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember this. It's very vivid. I remember the room. I remember where all the furniture was. I remember being like, okay, what time is it? I might need to call my mom. Let's check on her and see how she's doing. <laughs> I just needed to hear another human's voice because it was such a scary game. But I love that. The yep. dismemberment. I like the story for that one. I like the setup. It's set up a little bit like Alien. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you know, the, there's a missing uh, – the, the ship uh, has been reported, you know, something's going on. They're not responding, and you got to go check it out. And you get there. Everyone's kind of kaput. Uh, what's going on? Has there been an infestation of weird aliens? So it's kind of like – uh, the movie Alien in that regard, so the story is good. The It's very concise. Then you break out, you get to two and three, and it's got the same problem that I think when we're talking about Dead Space or uh, Dark Cloud 2. They get too they, – they just break out too far. They just really needed to mm-hmm. keep that focus on that one character, and it got a little unwieldy. But nothing will top the, the Dead Space of just being very isolated, going down those dark hallways, dismembering all of these xenomorphs that are running at you and – Frantically yep. with all their limbs and dismembering them. Very cool game. And I don't know if it holds up, but I, that first experience will live with me for a very long time. Yeah. I, I'm excited because they got that remake coming out. Hopefully folks can uh, experience it for the first time. And, yeah, I this is a little bit uh, me being nostalgic for that era, for my 20s. But it was a very special game when it came out. Because I think, you know, around that time, Resident Evil was starting to lean a little more into the action yeah. side of things. And there, it kind of left a hole in terms of, like, real spook. The, the spookers that duke are yet, all right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, it, it it being a brand new IP and everything, I kind of remember it being, like, a bit of a sensation. And everyone talking about that game, everyone talking about how freaky it was. Um, a very special, a very good survival horror game. So I, I think a fitting number two. Right on, man. All right. That was my number two. Now we've, folks, we've hit the tier. We're about to talk about our number one Ds, our top Ds, our headline Ds. What's your number one there, Steve? What are you dangling? I'm dangling me. A little Diddy Kong racing. <sighs> you know I love me, a kart racer, and I've I've long been firmly on Team Diddy Kong Racing is better than Mario Kart 64. I love this game. I think it is essentially the perfect kart racer. Uh, It does a good job of having, like, overworld exploration elements. The races are fun, really cool, interesting tracks, a bunch of different vehicles. There's hidden secrets on the tracks themselves. The silver coin challenges, I think, are a really good way of making you explore parts of the track that you wouldn't otherwise go to. It's got boss fights. It's got arena Mm. combat. It's just awesome. Plus, you know, you can race as Tip Top the Turtle and Pipsy the Mouse. So, What's not to love about those two? That's just plus two points right there. Man, I knew when you didn't mention that in your honorable mentions that we went through, I was like, I bet it's going to be Diddy. I bet it's going to be Diddy. Because what has the most Ds in it? Diddy. Diddy do. I said to myself, I said Diddy do. 
Diddy do. Diddy do. Diddy do had the most Ds. Wow. I'm not surprised. I think we all know what your number one is going to be. It's true. It's true. It's going to be Dark Cloud. It's going to be the number one. It's going to be your number two, essentially. It's going to be. It's going to be. And, man, I don't know if I have anything else to add to it other than everyone should absolutely play it. And then if you don't like it, never come near me. Don't even tell me. Just don't. If you didn't like it, keep that B tweet to yourself. All right. <laughs> you don't got to tweet them all out. Yeah. You do. Dude, Please so tweet good. them all the, out. But I loved building up the weapons in that game, and me and my buddies played it. We passed that game around. And I remember, here's my experience with that game, um, my, my first experience with it. We went on, I think I've told this a thousand times, but my parents, we went on this vacation that was not really a vacation. We went like 30 minutes away to a lake because my parents were old, and they were like, look, we're done going to the beach. We're going to. We're going to go to this little uh, lake house uh, thing that we found for cheap. And uh, you're not going to have anything to do because it's a lake with old people, and uh, you should bring your PlayStation. So I bring my PlayStation. I got a lot of sports games back then. You know, I'm still in sports prison. Yeah. I'm still a boy. Uh, and then we go to the Kmart because uh, we got to pick up some stuff, uh, local Kmart. And I was like, um, you know what, Mom, Dad? I, you know, is um, bored. I'm a little bit bored. And uh, with you know, it's vacation, summertime. What what about get what about getting your boy a new game? You know? Yeah. There you boy. go. They were like, ah, all right, you know, yeah, yeah, sure, why not? Go go go, pick a game out. And I didn't read any gaming literature at the time. I didn't know anything about games. I just saw the cover, and obviously, it looks like Zelda. It looks like yeah. Link <laughs> on the cover, and I was like. Could this be? Is this is this bullshit? Is this going to be terrible? A knockoff? <laughs> Look at the back of the box, and it's like city building and all this other stuff. I'm like, shit. Now we're ta- Now we're now we're appealing to both my Zelda and my SimCity kinks. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. Took it back <laughs> and played the shit out of it. Uh, never saw the lake at this place. Don't know what. Don't even know if it had water in it. But played a lot of of Dark Cloud. And for some reason, oh. I remember the NBA Finals with the with the Pacers and the Lakers was on later that night. I have a lot of vivid memories tied to that dark cloud. It was like the first time, so funny. like the first time I kissed a girl. Like I could remember the smell <laughs> of the room. <laughs> just, it was such a good time. So, Dark Cloud, very special place in my heart, and one of the few games I will go back and replay that is of substantial length. Heck, yeah! I I don't think it's going to surprise anyone that in a world with only two Dark Cloud games. We somehow managed to make Dark Cloud our one, two, and three spot. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. We uh, we definitely did, and that's how I know that uh, you were right for the Polyco podcast. I said this guy, this guy, Dark Clouds, and that's why he should yeah. be co-host. He, he Dark Clouds, <laughs> capital D Dark Clouds. All right, folks. Well, you've been D double D and triple D if you consider that Diddy Kong, and I think that's going to do it for this one. That felt pretty good. Now, Blink, I was looking ahead because I was like. Have I beaten five games that start with E? And I have, <laughs> but a couple of them, I'm like, I'm not going to mention that on a podcast about top E games. I'm going to actually have to go sample some good E for the. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to go E hunting. Yeah, I'm gonna have to rank and sort all the good E's and uh, and see if I can if I can figure one out. But that'll be uh, I don't even know. a few weeks from now. And now we were both thinking of of one E in particular that I'm sure will be on both our lists. But beyond that one, it gets light on the E's. Unless we count E's, unless we count E's uh, Wanderers and E's One and Two, oh, would that count? It's our, it's our show. Yeah, right? we can do whatever we want. But then we get down Although to the. I haven't really played any. I was so. gonna say then we get Doesn't down to the Y's and we're like, oh damn, we done we done blew our E's. <laughs> 
<laughs> we blew the entire E load. Yeah, we, Dang, mm-hmm. that's not good. We we busted that nut way too early. We did. We blew our E's uh, right after our D's. Well, folks, yeah, that's going to do it for this one. Be sure to hang around with us on Sunday, September 11th. Uh, check the show notes for the time that we're going to get started. It will probably be 9 p.m. Eastern. We'll be on the Nest Friend YouTube channel for a couple of hours showing you our favorites from our collection for our Super Nintendo or Nintendo 64s and, of course, our Atari Jaguars and anything else weird that we happen to find around the house that we want to show you. We'll show you there. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll give you a peek behind the curtain. You're, you're not going to want to miss it. You're not going to want to miss it. All right, well, that's going to do it for this one. You can find me on Twitter at TravPlaysGames. You can find the show at Polykill. You can find Steve at Blinkum. He's on the Twitch three days a week. What you been sure. working on lately, Steve? What can people, anything people can find over there? Again, we're, we're on that quest to beat the entire N64 backlog. So we've got, in the future, we got some N64 racers coming up. Oh, hell For yeah, all dude. all you sickos out there, we got Iggy's Wrecking Balls coming oh. up. I know you Iggy perverts are coming out of the woodworks to watch that. Wow. Yeah. Beat that for the I, the I uh, uh, episode. We're going to need it. True. Yeah, well, definitely. I actually, weirdly, I have childhood nostalgia for that game. So, yeah, we're playing a lot of N64 right now. Also, you know, did some good garage sailing this weekend, so we got some pickups that will oh. be coming to the stream soon, too. If you're a pickup-minded folk, Shit. you'll be wanting to come hang out over there. Man, I don't know if it's on your backlog or not, but in preparation for that E episode, you need to beat Extreme G on the N64. That's a good racing game right there. All right, <laughs> folks. Well, without further ado, that's been a uh, Polycale podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Peace.